0: What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom show. This is episode number 68, and Atul and I are talking about a movie that has been a long time coming. Uh, We kind of review the movie called Halloween Kills. It's the second film in the David Gordon Green, I guess, trilogy of the Halloween series that really kicks off after the events of the original 1978 Halloween film by John Carpenter. This movie was supposed to be released sometime in 2020, but it ended up getting delayed until 2021 as a result of the pandemic. Um, That is no excuse for why we're doing it now instead of when it actually came out, Um, but I think that it's a good refresher of the movie franchise before Halloween ends, the climactic trilogy as it were of the series is coming out so hopefully you enjoy this Um, if you haven't revisited the film maybe revisit it Uh, if not we give you a hell of a hell of a breakdown so in any case however you want to play this uh, we hope you enjoy the episode and uh, thank you so much for listening to us now let's get this episode started ladies and gentlemen welcome to your doom What up, Doomers? It is your favorite Harbingers of Dune, Justin Carcasoli. And Atul Khachou. And, uh, yeah, man, it's Halloween. Well, it's the month of Halloween, at least. Sure we're, is. We're getting a, closer every day to probably our favorite holiday. It isn't really a holiday, is it? It's no. kind of just the day no, that it's... everybody just resigns
1: the fact that you got to give out candy and be out late. That's right. That's right. I uh, Yeah, it is the... The high holy season, as I've heard someone else refer to it, um, and yeah, I've got all my decorations out on the lawn there. I'm building uh, a new, so built a scarecrow last time. Building a new one this time, uh, and uh, we, you actually, I went over to your place and we actually built kind of the frame for a headless horseman, which is all rigged up. In the garage, but I haven't kind of like filled him in, like literally, haven't filled him in. He is just, he's just clothes, empty clothes dangling <laughs> from a frame. He needs to put cool. on, put on a little bit of weight, uh, so I gotta I gotta stuff him, and then I gotta put him out near the tiki bar in the backyard because I've named the bar like in the fall season. I just drew it like the sign on a chalk. I called it Horseman's Hollow. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. I think that's it's um, the first time I'm getting to use it like this year because the deck was recently completed in, in late summer. So uh, I'm gonna have a few people over and uh, and have a few drinks by the tiki bar and uh, you know have this guy propped up next to it, you know, as like the as the as like the mascot. And then uh, that's sick. Yeah, the other the other. Um, scarecrow i'm building just a small quick tangent like i wanted to create these like spirits of the season like these characters so i actually named them so the one that we that we built last year uh was it last year or the year before last year
0: last year
1: year was the first time uh that one is uh is the uh oh god was oh yeah the um the harvester that's what i call him because he's kind of got a He's kind of got a, a giant wood. It's like a branch that I found on a tree that looked exactly like a giant sickle. I guess is the right term or scythe. Sickle, yeah. Yeah, or like uh, what you would use to kind of like I guess cut crops and what whatnot. Um, so I called him. The, yeah. What's that? Wheat. Wheat. You'd be cutting wheat. Wheat. Yeah. Is that H W
0: H W wheat? <laughs> I feel like if you if you farm wheat, you have to pronounce
1: it wheat. Wheat. Whooping cough. Um, um, yeah so I'm calling him that because I kind of like have this idea that he's you know these, these characters these, these these spirits of like autumn aren't like evil they're kind of like a play like a morality play a little bit so the idea is that this harvester is like he harvests what you what you've, you know what you've planted all year so you kind of like the whole saying is you reap what you sow um, and the harvester always collects that's like the, the two-line sort of description of this character. So, like, if you've done, you know, if you're a good person, you know, it, it, or if you've done questionable things, like, over the course of the year, like, the Harvester comes to collect. Um, and kind of like a like a Krampus sort of, like, character uh, who, uh, like, the shadow of, like, St. Nicholas or whatever. So that's that was the Harvester. And then this new one I'm building, hopefully I get it done, uh, I'm calling him the merchant, and he's kind of like this hunched over uh, scarecrow that's like holding a, a cane, like a wood like staff, and he's got all like this big hunchback, as if he's got a whole bunch of stuff on his back, and branches shooting out of his back toward the front, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna dangle some things in the front, like odds and ends, like oddities that you can buy from him he's like yeah. kind of like this traveling this like traveling merchant and you can you can buy things like you maybe you can buy like wealth or like happiness or love or whatever even like stuff like that even like intangible things like that but it's like are you willing to pay are you willing to pay the price that's required to 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 obtain those things from him so that's like another sort of character that I'm trying to build so uh yeah like it's a lot of fun to just fuck around and do this and do this stuff um i love it
0: scarecrows are kind of built around commerce in some way which is kind of interesting (laughs) what is like you purchased a ticket now you need to reap what you sow you get what you paid for you get what you and then the other guy literally you pay for something
1: and you get it it's kind of the opposite (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's It's fucking high-fiving in the back Yeah, It's kind of a bit of a racket that they've got going. They're, they're actually in cahoots. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so so it's kind of fun to do this to do this stuff and I got them all lit up in the front with these with these floodlights and things. I also bought last year a day after Halloween, um, I went to Spirit and I, Spirit of Halloween that pop- up shop and just like looked around. the place had been pillaged already, you know, all the mm-hmm. stuff had been bought, but the, an eight foot tall blow up wolf bin was still available. Mm-hmm so i he you know, was like 60% off or something like that so i bought him so he's outside he's kind of goofy looking you know he's like you know i i i think i might move him to the backyard cuz he's he's uh he's kind of big and goofy and like i think i might want to try and stick with a theme in the front yard yeah and then when i have people over for halloween like the saturday before halloween maybe maybe uh mix things up a little bit move things around but but keep keep the front yard as something that's kind of like if, like ethereal like kind of creepy but also like super textured and like very much of the time period of I meaning sorry of the time period i mean of the season uh yeah it's seasonal rather than directly tied to halloween um but but uh but yeah so that's kind of like what i've been doing you know all month other than you know kind of trying to watch you know horror films when i can i haven't really gotten through much of my halloween list this year unfortunately but uh but yeah, um, that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to? Um,
0: prepping for the Casa Loma Extravaganza. Oh yeah, so that's right. We got that coming up this week. That's whenever right. This episode, this episode will come out this week, I would imagine, because I kind of want to get out before we actually see Halloween
1: ends. ends. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah. Uh. So you know, every year we usually we do our Casa Loma outing, which usually starts. I think always starts at our place. Um. Yep. And we always have drinks and libations and both of them, given they're kind of the same thing and snacks and we can party a little bit <laughs> that's before a, we leave.
1: That is a word that is, uh, that's not used that often. And I think I know why. Just because it sounds dirty. That word sounds... Libations? Yeah. Sounds dirty. It sounds like, you know, a female body part, you know, like, uh, or, you know, like, I don't know. There's something weird about the word libation that found that sounds hmm. weird.
0: I think it sounds like smooth, like yeah. I'll have a libation, yeah. a little libation for everybody. Yeah. You want to try my libation?
1: Yeah. It sounds my like libation. a, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a, like a moist, uh, you know, body part or like a weird slimy. Why are you trying to internal, ruin this, fucking, this word organ. for me, man?
0: I really like this yeah. word. Libation. Yeah, man. Class up the joint, man. If you're saying libation, that means that you're going to have a nice cocktail or something like oh, that. Oh man. You, you just <laughs> say drink. Might as well be drinking drinking a 40oe out, out of a paper bag next to your hobo friends uh
1: well, I, yeah i guess which you basically was me in university yeah. <laughs> that's true that is true you were you uh you were definitely the first guy i'd ever met to no actually that's not true that's that's not true. That's on that, Don't you dare! I don't was going to say that you don't were the you dare. first guy I ever knew that drank like a full bottle of OE, and that is absolutely not true. I am full of shit. Right. I am full of shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hard to beat. It's hard to beat, but it's hard to beat three dollars. I've
1: never drank a, bo- drank a bottle of OE. Like that's an experience I haven't You've had. tried. You know, like, it. You know, like I. There are things that I, I wish I didn't in high school that I never got the experience. Like I never got that summer job in like retail, you know, or, or at like a, like a supermarket or something like that where all my friends used to work at like a no frills and they yeah, had a yeah. blast working there and I never worked there, you know, or I never, or I never worked in, at a mall, you know, in, uh, in retail where my other friends worked there. And, you know, like I never had that like summer work experience, um, yeah. um, I like to add to that special experience I never had. I never slammed a bottle of O.E. when I was in high school. Mm. So.
0: Well, you know, I could always stock up on those on the weekend, and then let's we'll go, baby. Have, I mean, we each w- have. <laughs> we work. Have them on that. ice, so it'll make it look nice and classy. <laughs> Can I'll pour. You I'll go inside and I'll be like, guys, I'm gonna pour you some champagne. And just put them in like champagne
1: flutes, and then I come out with it. <laughs> champagne flutes, bro. Look. That is excellent. Like, if you come trick out... Trick or treat. It you... is
0: not a treat. It is all trick. Can
1: you imagine, like, drinking <laughs> that? And be like, oh, this is this uh, this is this is an interesting champagne you've poured for us. Yes, it is from the uh, the old English word for go fuck yourself, because that is OE.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to upset
1: everybody. <laughs> Can you imagine? can you imagine oh my god if you buy if you buy like just one bottle of oe okay if you do that for this saturday and be like oh we have this special like uh you know fall champagne or whatever why don't you guys give it a go (laughs) like and and just (laughs) let's just and we should film it and let's just see what happens and like if people try to be nice you know be like oh yeah yeah, you know that's that's okay or i'm sure nader will just spit it out on the spot and be like hold on
0: of the people coming, we know that Nader is a hardcore listener to this podcast. Like he's probably <laughs> listening true. to what we're saying right now, and he's going to know. He's going to So, know. the trick is, we need to release this podcast that Saturday. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... And then... Yo, this <laughs> oh, this is gonna what great. we're going to do. We should this do it, be...
1: and then yeah. play the first ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's...
0: <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be no, no. We're not gonna do that. What we're gonna do, we're gonna release it Saturday, uh, as of the day of I'm Like, I'm gonna schedule it to drop on Saturday. Okay, and, okay. You know it's gonna suck as if this doesn't drop Saturday, but it will. I'm gonna make sure that this drops. Sure, Saturday. sure, sure. I'm gonna drop this on Saturday, and then what's gonna happen is all of this is gonna transpire, and then the next day when Nader goes to listen to this podcast, he's gonna hear all of this. And Nader, I'm sorry, but we got gotcha. you. <laughs> we
1: got <gotcha>, you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's great! Um, this is gonna be great. Yeah, we're gonna throw on the Halloween supercut that I put together. Um, and I was even thinking of bringing this board game that I played that I played uh, when I went to the cottage this past week. I went to my brother in law's uh, sorry, my sister in law's cottage mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend, and um, it was called Betrayal at a House on the Hill, and it was it was actually really fun, a really fun board game. Um, okay. I won't go into too many details right now because we we, we got a movie to review but if stuff I have to say, quick uh, synopsis where it's like three to six players explore a house and the house has like, there's a whole stack of tiles that represent the house so when you go into a new mm-hmm. room you draw a tile and it's like the house, the mansion that you're exploring is kind of dynamic in that way because it's all shuffled up together and you're kind of the house looks different every time but then at a mm-hmm. certain point during the game while you're while you're exploring, a haunt event begins, and there's a whole book with about fifty different haunt scenarios, and you read the haunt scenario. So there's sort of, so one of the members of the team becomes a traitor, and then the game changes to a three-on-one, basically oh. where someone becomes the traitor, someone becomes the monster, someone becomes the ghost or specter that that's haunting the that's haunting the place, and they all have different stories, different rules for each of the haunts. Um, yeah. So it was actually pretty fun. Uh, actually, I played it with only two players. <laughs> it's three to six. Because I just kind of wanted to try and see what the mechanics were like. And it was actually reasonably easy to to get into. Um, so, so yeah, maybe we can give that a go before we head out to the haunted house at I uh, Loma. And then off yeah, to a cool it. little uh, bar called the Black Lagoon, which is a pop-up Halloween bar here in Toronto. So we're going to give that a shot. So-
0: so, was that the
1: same place we went to last year? Yes. Yes, It, it is. was? It okay. Is. But yeah. this
0: time they're not doing the free entry if you've got a costume on. I
1: don't think they're even charging just cover because to... last time they were kind of yeah. threatening cover if you don't have a costume. This time they're just strongly recommending it. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, we can decide. Maybe we can bring a mask and, and try and try and do that. Um, it was hard to hard to hold my mask last time in my hands as I was navigating the haunted house at Casa Loma. So, um, so yeah. yeah, we'll we'll decide when when Word. when the time's right. Um,
0: but yeah, other things. Um, so for that night, I've been painting the side of that wall so we can get a nice clean projector. Then our,
1: my projector's on the fit for it So hopefully, I get it back. I've got I've got uh, one. I just bought a new outdoor projector. I bought it on oh. sale for exactly two hundred bucks, like one hundred ninety five bucks. Uh, and it's pretty nice. It's not okay. as bright as the one you've got or the business projector I have, but it's bright yeah. enough, and it's a ten eighty p native. Projective. Okay. so i can bring that mm-hmm. if if you're if you're yeah. missing yours um, bring it just in case we'll yeah. see i
0: don't yeah. know if i'll even never get it back like the fucking the building that i brought it to was downtown yeah you can't walk in you gotta buzz the guy he yeah. opens it i have no room to stand like because there's tvs and shit everywhere it oh was yeah the t- scariest. T- t- yeah oh yeah Time dude it was there's so much stuff <laughs> so it was all over the place yeah um and yeah, then yeah. i i get in there and he's like all right leave the projector with me i'll give you a call tomorrow i'll let you know what what it will cost to fix it yeah and then we'll go from yeah. there so
1: honestly it, i will tell you it's this, like a free man. estimate i yeah get mm-hmm. the estimate but i actually recommend buying a new projector because nowadays now yeah the cheap projector market is flooded with just knockoff projectors to the cows yeah. come home, man. They've got yeah, tons yeah, yeah. out there, and the brightness is getting better. Now they're native 1080p projectors as well. And they're mm-hmm. Bluetooth connection to a speaker. So no yeah, yeah, wire. Yeah. Literally no wires other than power. Right, yeah. Because you I, plug I your Chromecast like... right into the in, right into the projector, and it usually yeah. has a USB output on the projector, and then you power it through the projector. So as soon as you turn it on, the Chromecast powers up. So it's honestly, right. like, my, my honest take on that, like, if it's more than 50 bucks i'd say just just grab a new projector yeah that might make sense we'll
0: we'll see what what the what the damage is when i talk to the guy tomorrow he closes at like midnight it's a really weird operation the guys open from like 12 to midnight or 10 to midnight i'm just like who are you it sounds like f- it sounds like, the like the front night. it sounds it might be yeah, i'm probably never going to get that right. projector back it no. doesn't matter it's not. or right. it's
1: going to be you know stuffed with narcotics and shipped somewhere yeah, all its insides I are going to be torn out. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we'll see. Bring it just in case, and then uh, depending, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, man. Right. Um, um, yeah, that's basically it. And then I've only watched a couple of movies so far. One I really liked, and the other one I was just kind of like hoping for more. But I don't know if we
1: want to get into that. Well, yeah, I went to Fantastic Fest actually, so I saw like 22, 20 movies or something like that this year. So I think maybe so I can, aggressive. we can, uh, yeah, it was, it was silly. I um, let's we'll save, yeah, let's save that. Let's for save that, that for later. later. Let's jump into, let's jump into. We're here to talk about Halloween Kills. I know it's a year late. How uh, this movie came out last year, and it was supposed to come out the year before, actually, but due to COVID, I think it was delayed by a year, right? Yeah. I um. So it came out in twenty, twenty-one. October 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I saw this in theaters. I saw it a little bit late but I saw it in theaters. Uh in and I've seen it three more times since then, I believe, including my rewatch yesterday. Um mm-hmm. I listened to a bit of our previous episode on Halloween 2018, like the for the start of the David Gordon Green uh sort of Halloween trilogy that continues with Halloween kills that we're talking about today and ends with presumably with Halloween ends that is coming out on Friday like tomorrow or actually it's midnight tonight or whatever late shows tonight here yeah. at least here in Toronto um i listened a bit uh, a bit to that i was very high on that film i liked i liked it quite a bit when i left because i think i was just really excited that it was a competent halloween film that looked good it sounded good and you know was it was fun um and I've watched it a few times since it came out, and I still like it. But, you know, I think the flaws are much clearer to me now than they were kind of when I was buzzing after that, after I got out of that movie. So, it's not that I don't like it. Uh, I do enjoy watching that movie. I, uh, but it, it's not as, like, I think I was very enthusiastic about it during our review. And I've cooled on it just a little bit. Uh, Halloween Kills, after I saw it in the theater, I came out of this movie... And I was like, to myself, I was like, that was awful. Like, I thought, I came out of this movie in the theater, and I was like, that was just not, oof. Like, oof. Well, That was, like, like, if if I were to sum up my feelings in a word, oof would be the right word. Um, Yeah. And then, I slept on it for, like, a couple months, and I I bought it on Blu-ray, And I watched it again. And against all odds, (laughs) against all odds, the weirdest fucking thing happened. I've Uh grown to actually like this movie. And I find it like compulsively watchable. Like I can watch this movie anytime, anywhere. It's got these like grand ideas with like (laughs) coupled with like severe logistical issues. Yeah. And like some beautiful photography. Yes. And like also like coupled with monumentally just stupid characters. Just really, really yeah. dumb decisions. Like Prometheus level dumb decisions, you know? Um, yeah. It's got these great themes and scenarios that I've always wanted to see on screen. Like stuff I've always wanted to see. Acted out or themes that I, that I wanted to see explored. Yeah. But like mixes mixes them up with like... What I can only describe as, like, head-scratching... Head-scratching creative decisions. Where I'm just like... Why? Like, why yeah. is this here? I and, know. like, character choices. So, yep. it's both trying... And it's also... Here's another miracle of this film. Which, I mean, I find it so hard to explain. But... It's both... Trying to present us something that we haven't seen. But also retreads and makes all of the same mistakes that every slasher sequel made in the eighties. Yep. Including the sequel to the original seventies movie, like the original Halloween two made all the same mistakes I thought. Yeah. yeah. And so like the case in point in this movie, the gore quotient is ratcheted up to just like cartoonish levels. It's insane. The gore in this movie is obscene. Like, with eye gouges and head smashes and bones breaking it's like that's exactly what they did with halloween 2 halloween 1 is a relatively bloodless affair halloween 2018 has some gore but it is still fairly reserved this movie takes that reservation tells it to take a hike and we got like an eye gouge like which is becomes a brain gouge you know like it's just i i was like i couldn't believe what i was watching i was like wow i can't be-. like it's the same thing that friday the 13th did that you know you know a uh, nightmare on elm street you know like all these movies like every sequel got progressively more insane and yeah the gore quotient so that's just one example of like some similar some of the similar mistakes that this yeah. that this movie makes um but i also find it just like weirdly satisfying mixed bag of like tricks yeah. and treats i guess you can call them yeah. That inexplicably, like, tickles me the right way. There's just something about... Because this is... I say, I mentioned some of the bad things, but some of the good stuff I like about it is the examination of, like, what... Like, how does a town react in real time to a situation like this? I found that super interesting. I yeah. really like that. And I, I like Halloween 2, like the 80s Halloween 2 sequel to the original... It's fine. It's 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 a decent like I think it's a decent uh, a slasher film. But I've always, I've always wanted to see Like, – I'm like why you – know, I always thought it was a bummer that they, they, they set it in a hospital and it was like this other controlled location and nobody else knows what's going on still. Like it's still a mystery. Um, right. I wanted to see that scope like open up and this movie does that. It does exactly that. It opens the scope up. Everybody knows what's going on. People are like crowding around at the hospital. They're looking for Michael Myers. we got a lynch mob. I'm like these are all such great things. And then the weirdest, dumbest, most illogical shit happens, and it's all jumbled together in this like, in this mix of and you know what I'd call it? I'd call it like zany. This movie is just yeah. zany. It's zany, zany in the same way like perfect. V- like let like Venom, let there be carnage is zany. Like I like that yeah. movie. Yeah. Would I argue that this is a good movie? No, I wouldn't. I don't think so. I think this. I don't think this is a this is a great movie. I it's just one that seems that presses enough right buttons for me because I've always wanted to see what would happen if 15 people just surrounded Michael Myers. I've always wanted to see that. Oh, and this movie does that and does a pretty good job of that, I think. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, or I always wanted to see what a lynch mob would look like, you know? I've always wanted to see, um, you know, I've always wanted to see, uh, you know, like how a town would react to such severe paranoia such severe violence and and the downfalls of like that kind of frontier justice. I always, I mean, let's face it, the Halloween franchise is filled to the brim with morality stories about lynch mobs doing no good. Okay, <laughs> people are getting shot in the like filled riddled with bullet holes in the by by a lynch mob in Halloween four in the bushes. Some guy just gets lit up because <laughs> I thought he was michael myers yeah. uh in halloween 2 <laughs> poor ben Tramer. what happened poor ben, ben Tramer in the in the mask in halloween 2 loomis murders him on the street and sets him on fire right at the beginning of halloween 2 in uh in uh in the 80s sequel right wait, wait hold on stop loomis didn't do that <laughs> yeah he's like there he is and he like, I'm pretty sure he has a hand in like turning the wheel and like uh, putting the sheriff's car into the guy dressed as in the same as Michael Myers. It's Ben Tramer, right? It's The guy they oh, it's they Ben Tramer, but they killed at Lutus the beginning. He wasn't of the movie. in the car. Oh, sure
0: he was. No, they were at the they were outside of the they were they were outside on the street and trying to look for him. And then somebody just Ben Tramer wasn't cro- wasn't looking when he crossed the road
1: and this fucking car no. kills him. Oh my god, I think you are so wrong about that. Ben i have it's been a long time death. since i've seen two i'm gonna sort are you this just gonna watch right the video now. i'm just gonna sort this fucking out right now <laughs> please do i am pretty sure they're not in the car poor i think they run up ben to tramer can i just can we just pour one out for ben tramer that was the other thing that disappointed me about this movie he is ben tramer is not in this film he is name dropped though old benny tramer he's name dropped yeah. by the sheriff and I was Yo, expecting him to save show up the day. In, the, I in Halloween you, he's ends. Going to save the day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wait, wait. He's oh no, you're right. You're right. They were in a car. Now they're now they're ch- like Loomis and the sheriff are chasing after this guy down right. the street. Oh oh okay. I'm sorry. Loomis pulls his gun out. <laughs> okay, and is being restrained <laughs> by the sheriff. Okay, all right, all right. Let's let's keep going. He pulls the gun out. Wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, he pulls the gun out. He's about to, you know, put two in this kid's chest, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Walking around in a Halloween costume. Kid turns around. probably really frightened. And then gets smoked by a police car. So hard. Absolutely ruined by this car. And I'm watching this scene. And the car... He's pinned to the front of the car, and he smashes into a van. So now Ben Tramer is cut in half, and the and both cars explode. <laughs> so now Ben Tramer's not dead. He has been he, he is set on fire and dies a slow, slow painful death. Um. Anyway.
0: And he did nothing
1: to deserve that. Nothing. He's. You see his reaction to when fucking crazy, crazy Doctor Loomis pulls out his piece on the street, just starts waving it around. Yeah. He starts walking faster. and Gets smoked by the police car. Okay, you know, sorry. That was a, that was a long tangent. I've been talking for a while. Listen, listen. <laughs> Justice for Ben Tramer. Halloween ends. Ben Tramer's coming back. Let's let's put the, let's put the good vibes out there. I think it'll happen. Um, I hope so.
0: I hope we see him in a big way.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a mixed bag. Uh, it's got things I really like, and it's mixed with some things that are just don't work and are so weird and quirky and l- for no reason. Um, and I just think it's uh, I just think it's an interesting movie to watch, and it's it's actually I find it very entertaining. I find the movie mm-hmm. very entertaining. Sorry, those are my non-spoilery thoughts on the film. Justin, what do you think? Uh, some echoes. Um, I definitely.
0: It took me a few days to process what I'd watched. So after I finished watching it, I had the same reaction of you is like I did not like that. Yeah, I, did. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't like that very much is what I thought is that right. not liked. Um but then I started thinking about it a little bit more and I I slowly became to kind of accept or sorry, slowly started to accept the fact that I kind of looked at this film as if it was knowledgeable that it was a sequel, and because of that, I think it tried to ramp everything up as these horror sequels done. Yeah. Sort of as if it was a parody of a horror
1: sequel. Yes. It
0: was a horror sequel, obviously, but yeah. like trying to parody like the the standard tropes that you see. Yeah. Higher body count. Um. I don't know if I'd say bigger stakes, but like just more fodder for for the um uh, for for the slasher. Just overall ridiculousness. Not really trying to to build too much on the mythos let's say but just like just let's ramp it all up and let's get schlocky like that's oh schlocky is,
1: kind of, is a good word for it
0: yeah one, once i started kind of thinking you know what maybe this is what they were going for i started to kind of accept yeah. it a little bit yes more. Same. and maybe on rewatches one. i think that there is there's certain things about it that are actually really nice to to see but and, and i liked to your point i like some of the big ideas that they were flirting with yeah The problem is, is I felt like every single one was very half baked, and I don't feel like there was ever like a good resolution to anything. Yeah, because like, (laughs) like you know, when the angry mob kind of realized they were an angry mob, and they're like, "Ah, shit, we're an angry mob," they just kept being an angry mob. (laughs) (laughs) Like, except they were just they're like, "All right, let's go be an angry mob after the right guy." Like it was just like, and just a lot of just scenes that just like why why is this in here? Yeah, like, yeah. They spent like, I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes of a 90 minute film or whatever, whatever duration the film is. Uh, but they spent like a a chunk of it of him just viciously murdering a family who doesn't, it. they don't mean anything. It Literally, they mean nothing and it's brutal and they spend oh, all yeah. this time and focus on it and for nothing. And it's just, it's one of these things that you play it back and you're trying to think like, what are they trying to say? What are they trying to do with this movie? And the only thing I could think of is they just want a higher body count. You know what? What would be a better way for Michael Myers to be able to kill people? Well, guess what? He can fight like Steven Seagal now, okay? surrounded by with 20 people. He'll deal with it. It's just, they're just adding in that schlocky stuff to be able to increase that body count. And increase the gore, like you said. Buddy,
1: Um, so you mentioned a a key term there. The body count. The body count in this movie is fucking obscene. It's yeah. obscene. I yep. I think it's the highest body count in any I, kind of like – in mm-hmm. any kind of just like – what was I going to call it? Like s- human Singular slasher, slasher. Yes, human, human yeah. being slasher film. Yeah, Like any slasher yeah. movie that was built around a human stabbing people. Yeah. I think this is like the highest body count that I have yeah. ever seen
0: i think you're right he fucking just just the within the first 10 minutes he's killed an entire squad of firefighters yes Yes. by hand (laughs) the the thing the thing that blows my mind about that too is the force at which water comes out of a fire fire (laughs) fire man's hose you want to
1: wait yeah let's wait on that one let's wait on that one i got so much to say about that fucking scene let's wait on (sighs) Let's wait on there's that. There's so much, <laughs>
0: but but one of the things. So I'll say this, I. So for all of this nonsense, there's a lot of really good good imagery in this film. Oh um, man, I
1: yeah I do I, I I love the way this movie looks. I like the way the 2018 movie looks. I think that yeah. it looks so good. The sound yeah. editing and the sound effects, like the sound design in these movies, are also just top notch, man.
0: Really yeah. good. And, and and I like the evolution of the look of Michael Myers throughout the film, throughout the 2018 one. Absolutely. You know, the, the mask is a little bit yellowed in the 2018 one. He gets all crispy in this one. And, and as the blood starts covering him too, like you can see more and more texture to his costume, his mask. Yeah. But then you snap back to those flashbacks in the 20, or sorry, in uh, Haddonfield in 78. Yeah. And you've got that pristine looking kind of just, you know, jet or not jet, the jet white what is it like flat white mask yep pristine looking nothing yep. it looks yeah. like it looks clean his coveralls yeah. have been neatly pressed you know he's ready to go yeah um so it's it's neat to kind of see the evolution of of the shape throughout the the two movies as well as the flashbacks but the other thing i noticed and i, I i'd love to kind of look at some of the other films as to how they deal with it but there's a certain darkness in his eyes and there's a lot of close-up shots of him in this movie yes and like it they did an exceptional job of making it look like there is nothing behind that mask yeah yeah no eyes no texture no anything and it's just i don't know what the other movies did because i don't remember seeing his eyes aside from maybe in the first the first movie you see a little bit of that but even then i'm not even sure but this one just looks hollow like they made it somehow look very yeah. hollow inside and it was inc- I, I just thought it was a really I feel like there was a tension detail there Agreed. Um, agreed. but yeah, yeah I, I I think that's basically it from the non spoilery things I, oh. I've got plenty of oh, oh yeah. plenty else to say but yeah yeah oh, let's uh, one let's, other call out in terms of yeah. look so they have a loomis in this oh yes they sure do. The first time I watched the film I thought that they they did some sort of deep fake or something along those lines CG and it was practical. They, oh, they yes. I think it was David Gordon Green what is it, David Gordon Green? Yeah, as the
1: director writer director, yep.
0: It was either him or one of the makeup artists on it but no, they posted yeah. some stills of a, the a actor.
1: Set. Oh, sorry, yes, they posted I think it was like a set designer on yeah, on the set. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly kind of but like they really looked like him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that people were commenting about how the CG was bad. He's like, what's CG? And they showed him. I'm like, mm, good, good. Because yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was no. great. I thought it was a good... I thought it didn't look perfect perfect. Yeah. yeah, But I thought it was close enough likeness. And then you realize, oh, wait, that's makeup. Like That's, that's a real person. That's Yeah, that's quite yeah. good what they did.
1: I, uh, I usually am not a huge fan of when they do that with characters because I think it looks awful. Like, I mean, yeah. I've mentioned this before, but like the infamous... Zombie Tarkin scene from uh, Rogue, One, Rogue One, or even yeah. like the the uh, South Park Luke Skywalker from fucking uh, Mandalorian, like all of these things. I'm just like, I just hate the way it looks, and yeah. uh, and they have too much screen time, and they're talking yeah. and they're emoting and like, I mean, like why are we doing this? This is just seems it's so it almost seems like morbid to me. Sure. Uh, The way the way the way it's done, and like even in the recent uh, spoilers for Ghostbusters Afterlife and Mandalorian and fucking all these movies that I'm mentioning, but like Ghostbusters Afterlife um, brings back Harold Ramis as a ghost. So there's something oddly fitting there. Still kind of morbid, but oddly fitting. But he doesn't say anything. Yeah. In that. In that movie, which I very right. much appreciated, he doesn't talk. He just looks. He does emote. He does have a lot of like. He does have close-ups and stuff, which I, I was I was not, again, not crazy about. But this movie, there are no extreme close-ups of Loomis, and when you see him, he looks convincing. I'm like, oh, this yeah. guy looks like fucking Loomis. Looks like Doctor yeah. Loomis, and I was very impressed when I even when I saw in the theater, I was like, that was great. Is that, you know, that was great. You hear him. Off camera. Yeah. He doesn't do like big monologue deliveries. He's not a big character in the movie. They really trimmed, uh, really trimmed it down Correct. to something that this is probably the most tasteful uh, kind of callback, nostalgic callback to, you know, as far as legacy sequels go in my opinion um so yeah i did really like that and the fact that it was practical it made so much sense to me because it looked very good and there's a little featurette on the uhd on the 4k uhd that talks about that they basically just nice the guy was just working on the set they didn't he was just working on the set they're like you look so much like dr loomis we should use you in the movie so they did that and they put prosthetics on him and um obviously they redid the voice and i think they they kind of like Used old samples of uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Donald Pleasance. Pleasance, yeah. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. No, strangely
0: it was also... enough, wasn't very pleasant in this movie. I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm... Yeah, you cut the shit.
1: <laughs> you cut the shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. So so yeah. No, <laughs> agree. Just I thought agree. of something. Sorry. Never mind. Yeah, we'll get into it when we yeah. talk about it. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. I think we're both coming in with, like, a weird mixed bag where we – I didn't realize that you, you kind of found – you discovered reasons to like this movie. I'm kind of pleasantly surprised about that. We're kind of like the same trajectory where we both did not like it coming out of it the first time. But it's kind of like something weird about it. Something's, like, grown on me. The of the trauma – it's like the trauma exploitation years that we've had where, like, every serious elevated, quote-unquote – I hate that term, but, you know – movie is always dealing with trauma to make it so serious. This movie deals with trauma, but at cartoonish levels. It just, like, turns everything to 11. Yeah. To the point where now we're in zany territory, you know, hokey territory. Um, And something about that... There's something entertaining about that to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. It's got a place. There's an A for effort here <laughs> because uh, Evil tries tonight. And this is Halloween Kills... And kills. And kills. That's it? You got and it. kills again!
0: <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> he just keeps killing in this movie. This body count is insane. I this think movie, it was... Yeah. Like
0: 30... 30- Forty people. Somebody
1: somebody's gotta have a body count listening I'm sure what, we
0: can find uh, it. Like at least like and it's all by hand. Like it's not it's not like he, he
1: ran a bus off the road and yeah, yeah, no no. no this bus. is all like, these he, are these are hand rolled kills, you know. Handmade yeah, he's, he's kills. He's rolling up them sleeves. <laughs> 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 oh Jesus. Let me get you my make it. Sound on. Like a, you make you make it sound like he's about to jerk everyone off to death. <laughs> Spitting in his hands? Why is he spitting on his hands? (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, there Uh... there are worse ways to go. Anyway, so uh, on October 31st, 1978, that's where this movie opens up. Deputy Frank Hawkins, who is played by a really uh, good actor who was in another. He's been in a lot of cool movies, one of which is Summer of 84, which is Mm -hmm. like this uh, 80s sort of thriller, suspense, coming-of-age story. Uh, highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, cool actor. was. I was very happy to see him in this. Not as happy as I was as to see during this flashback to see who his partner was. His partner is mm-hmm. played by an actor named Jim Cummings. And Jim Cummings is a writer-director who did a movie that I really enjoyed called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Okay. Really enjoyed him in that. He's done. uh, I did another movie called. He wrote and directed a movie and starred. Sorry, so wrote, directed, and was the star of the Snow of Wolf Hollow. The Snow of Wolf Hollow. The Wolf of of Snow. Trying to
0: prove. And he
1: wrote, directed, and stars in a movie called The Beta Test, which is supposed to be really good. It's a dark comedy. I haven't seen that one yet. I really would like to watch it. Uh, but it, he's a good actor, and you should—I mean, if you guys haven't seen *The Wolf of Snow Hollow*, it's a—it's a really cool, um, ho- like, dark comedy again. And it's got you know, uh, you know, it's based around these murders that happen in the small town in the middle of winter, and uh, maybe a werewolf is involved. So that's kind of mm-hmm. the premise of the film. So it's like a horror dark comedy, um, really cool, and really cool to see him in this movie. And he's pretty good <laughs> for the duration that he's in it because. During the scene, uh, it shows what happens at the end of John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, the 1978 one, where Loomis looks out the window at the end of John Carpenter's original and notices that Michael Myers has disappeared. So this flashback takes place in 1978, and Michael is just walking down the street, walking off those six shots he took to the chest— Uh, that Loomis uh, that Loomis uh, imparted to him so now these cops are chasing Michael and they have this conversation where they're like hey you know Jim Cummings character says hey you know I knew Michael when he was younger he always just kind of stood in his sister's room and looked out the window and this is this is something I quite liked you know they're adding to like this this weird sort of mythology about like Michael being one day he just snapped but he would always stood up in that room and was looking out at Haddonfield and all this stuff. So they build up this mythology, which they kind of try to pay off a little bit later in the movie. They go to the original house. They um, These are small town cops, man. Um, I know a lot of people play complain about law enforcement in slasher films. I can believe it in a small town that they're not particularly well equipped to handle a scenario like this. They're not particularly well trained. Michael Myers gets... say a little bit for a lot because...
0: These are the worst cops yeah. in history. <laughs> yeah, so these guys—they're uh, not paying attention. They're shooting each other. Yeah, they almost they scaring each... children on the street. Like they're not very good at their jobs.
1: That's one right. guy's
0: doing a cover-up in front of the rest of the cops. He's like, "Give me your gun." It's like, "Bro, we're <laughs> surrounded by people here. Everybody's going to see this."
1: Yeah, yeah. So he—he um, he actually, uh, Michael Myers gets the better of uh, Jim Cummings' character and Deputy Frank Hawkins, who is uh, who doesn't know what to do is he's a newbie, he's a rookie. He accidentally shoots this his partner in the in the neck. Michael gets away um and there's he's kind of left with the sort of guilt of having shot his partner by accident. They catch Michael standing outside of the house surrounded by cops now. We're still in 1978. It always makes me laugh how he's standing. Yes. He's standing <laughs> The way he's standing is as if he's trying to show everyone his junk. Like, that's... He's kind of, like, got his waist forward and his hands sort of back. He's just like, check out my package. That's kind of yeah. what the way he's standing. I'm like, why is he standing like that? It, yeah, you're,
0: you're right. So, it's like, it's pelvis forward, shoulders kind of back, back a little hands bit. aggressively down. Like, it looks yes. like he's pulling his shoulders He's down, pulling his shoulders down. But his neck is kind of, like, this forward. Like, it's yes. all... He's, and, it's a very strange posture it doesn't look and comfortable
1: the fact that the mask has a little bit of a tilt it looks like he's smiling right so it looks like so he's just kind of like giving you the eye and smiling and be like hey what do you think you know yeah. like that's that's kind of like the way he's standing there and it always makes me laugh i've seen this movie what three or four times every single time yeah. that shit makes me laugh um oh my god Right, so this is uh, deputy. Uh, sorry, this is Deputy Hawkins, and now he's share. He's uh, is he? A sheriff? He's not the sheriff. He's. Uh, he, I don't know. He if better he should, not be. He's not qualified. because he uh, he is um, played, and I I think this this actor is really great. Uh, and now Will Patton, I'm, Will Patton, I think he's great mm-hmm. in a lot, everything that he's in. He does a lot of great uh, audio books too that I've listened to. Um, Will Patton was stabbed by Doctor Runbir Sartain. Uh, in the previous film, uh, but is alive. And I was very happy to see this. Um, yeah. I was kind of happy to see that, you know, he was still alive. Um, in this flashback, we're also introduced to, uh, to Tommy Doyle, uh, who uh, is running around trick-or-treating again back in 1978 and has a run-in with Michael. Mm-mm. This Hold whole... On, but, but, pause. Yeah. That's Lonnie. That's not Tommy oh, Doyle. Oh, I'm Tommy sorry. Doyle's... Yeah.
0: That's the new character, or sort of new character, but this Lonnie character Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. I'm was the yes, one that had right. the run in. And also, yes. they managed to bring in Rob Zombie characters into this movie because the fucking Mulanies that were there, the ones that were picking on them were yeah. so, so out of left field. Like, I, they didn't fit into the movie at no, all. No. And it, again, no. it's just, it's one of those things that like spending time on i mean this lonnie character really didn't need to have any screen time it could have just been cameron's dad and that's that that's right But they had the melanies and then the cop comes by that's what i was talking about them not being good at their job the cop basically is like hey there's a murderer on the loose figure it out and drives away aggressively (laughs) he literally says like he murdered three kids and then he drives away
1: peels out yeah peels out yeah doesn't even like how oh, that's because he's t- he's taking his he's taking his own advice. He's just getting out of town. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> just like I'm out of here. I'm out of here. He's um, not
0: even a cop. He just stole the cops' car. He's yeah. like,
1: I gotta get out of here. <laughs> did you uh, did you notice that when the kids are picking on Lonnie? Yeah. Again, this is all everything we're talking about here is in this 1978 flashback. They're picking on yes. Lonnie and the one girl grabs his lollipop. Yeah, and fucking aggressively licks it and throws it in his face. Did you? Did, I think yeah. that shit was so funny and out of left field. It was so random. She just like grabs it and then like throws it in his face. I'm like, that's a hell of a thing to do. That's a hell it's of a like thing to do. Super Troopers soap bite crazy. Yes, <laughs> it
0: was just. <laughs> this is an there was no hell. reason that they had to do that. Yeah, and yeah. they did it. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah. just like that. That scene to me is just like. And it's it's the same. Like I feel like this this movie has a lot of these where you're going in a certain direction, and then it's like this speed bump of a weird ass scene. Yeah. And it's like like <laughs> what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're back on back on the main tangent.
1: Like that's right,
0: that's right. What? So yeah, this is um, just
1: weird. How did you feel about the the nineteen the way the nineteen seventy eight uh, flashback stuff was shot? How did you think a little bit about the, like the look and the feel of those scenes? It had it. It had the right feel to it. So,
0: to kind of go on a bit of a tangent, um, it like the the actual the actual um, shots. They looked um, not grainy. I guess grainy. Like it looked dated. Like it looked like yes. you were watching kind of an old film. It looked believable that it yeah. was out of. Out of the time period of 2018 or whatever, whatever time period it's it's set in. Right. Um. I don't know if they used they used real film versus digital. I don't know if no, they just no. did a much better grading on it. Yeah. So they they, yeah. they, they, they and, and also the other thing to note is there was a lot more attention to detail as to what characters in 1978 would look like. Yes. The the, the hairstyles, scary. the way that they costumes. wore their clothes, yeah. costumes, everything. Yeah. It, it there was a lot more attention to detail there um yeah. there like i just saw where not to go into this i just saw werewolf by night and that's one that they tried to play it like an old kind of horror film yeah. and it didn't succeed on that at all for me right because of those small details like everything yeah. looked too polished yes um the film the, the the actual look of the film not grainy enough not like they didn't do the right treatment to make it look aged yep and yep. yeah on i, that, I yeah. think that
1: this did a good job with it on that Werewolf by Night piece, and again, I, that's actually one of the secret screenings that are, that happened at a Fantastic Fest this year. Um, and what I noticed from Werewolf by Night was it's a veneer. I enjoyed it. It was yeah, fun. Veneer. It was yeah. fun, but it is a it is a 1940s universal horror veneer that's been yeah. put on the Marvel formula. Yes. And on the surface level it looks and different, it sounds different, but ultimately a lot of the same marvely stuff kind of just yeah. like happens. Um having said that, it looks like a digital movie. Yes. And it looks like uh you know, they just turned down the saturation. Uh it doesn't look particular like it looks about as convincing as the first scene in in Van Helsing. Which is also shot the same way, which is, you know, like a black and white veneer on top of digital photography because digital effects will never look convincing Mm -hmm. in that regard. And there are a lot of digital effects in an entire character that is digital in um, Werewolf by Night. So it breaks the immersion. It it mm. breaks that it breaks that immersion. This movie, I think, does a reasonable job. Uh, I watched a little featurette on this again on the four K, and the guy was saying uh, how they lit those scenes was harsh lighting. There's not a lot of diffused lights. I guess in the '70s, where they're using harsh lighting, um, and a lot of that like very high contrast look. And even the mm. original the original Halloween definitely looks like that. You know, the shadows sure. and the house. Mm-hmm. Shadows getting cast onto the house from the tree, as always. Like it's like super dark and super bright, you know. Yeah. Um. And it plays into Michael's mask and how the mask can be seen and how his body just disappears. That's that that kind of stuff. So they play that up, and it's good. It's digital grain. It's digitally graded as well. Mm. Uh. So all of it is like digital, playing with digital, you know, knobs and stuff to make it look like that. But it is a little more convincing. I wish they went with like an anamorphic lens, mm. um. If they can mimic that, that would be really cool. But ultimately, I think it was a reasonable flashback. Again, I'm not I'm not always big on those flashbacks. that try to recreate every little thing from something you've loved in the past. But um, I think they did a reasonable job here. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So that's the that's the 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 flashback. Um, and uh, beyond the flashback, you know, like this is uh, basically we follow. Um, One of the teenager characters who's running around after he threw uh, his girlfriend's phone in a in a bowl of fudge or something in the first movie, and I was so pissed off about that. But he's running around looking for his friend who is impaled on a spike uh, in uh, on a gate somewhere. But he uh, he stumbles across the uh, uh, Frank Hawkins deputy, uh, sorry, Sheriff Frank Hawkins, and uh, gets him to the hospital. So now we've got. We go to this bar, which looks like a fun time. This is also, I think, they did a good job at this bar. It just looks like a fun time. Everyone's out on Halloween, like, just chilling, like doing a doing a talent show, um, yeah. and like this is cool. Then Tommy Doyle comes up to the stage, and uh, and and this is one other creative choice where I was just very confused about the level of intensity. Here was just went from zero to. No one, no, people can no longer enjoy themselves at this bar. Like if I were yeah. at this bar and this guy came up and gave the same speech that he gives here, uh, I'd probably just leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, nope,
0: that's the end of the night there. Yeah. It's a it very been better if he just walked up to every table and slapped one or two
1: <laughs> people at the table and then moved on to the next yeah. table. It would have had the same effect. He, uh, uh, and I can't remember this actor's name. He's a good actor. Uh, and I've seen him in uh, several things. Anthony Michael Hall. That's, uh, a, yeah. that's that's the actor's name he comes up and he gives this speech about hey like do you, you, you guys know what happened and, you know many years ago uh, you know the boogeyman showed up and Michael Myers did this and he attacked me he attacked my babysitter and he points out legacy characters from the first film uh, back like it's the nurse it's the um, neighborhood uh, like the neighbor the little the young girl in the first film that's all grown up now mm-hmm. um, and Lonnie who was a new character that they introduced in the flashback that had a run-in with him. But he basically just tells everyone's like, "Yeah, the boogeyman's going to get you." Is he real? Is he not real? I'm like, "Whoa, buddy, we need to take this down a notch." Like this is it was super intense, very strange choice on that one. Uh they all survived an encounter uh with them. Uh yeah, so how did you feel about these legacy characters coming back? Um I was okay with it. I didn't didn't mind it. I think that that
0: introduction um Set the stage very well for the absolute menace that Tommy Doyle is in this entire yeah. film. He is a problem everywhere he goes. Yeah, oh yeah. And oh yeah. this one just like, everybody's having a good time. Guess
1: what? Tommy Doyle's going to ruin it. And that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, we're talking about like the unnecessary random quirk of this film. Just like the the most random quirkiness. Let's talk about the bartender at this fucking bar. Okay. The bartender. The bartender at this bar. The guy serving the libations at this bar. Okay. (laughs) Nice. I couldn't understand a goddamn word he said. He had a thick accent. I don't know what kind of accent it was, but he's just like this is like super character Quark 101. It's like, let's make this guy super memorable just by having him be unlike everyone else in this in this movie. Do you not recall this bartender at all?
0: I think you are the only person in the entire world that no. is so enamored with this bartender. This libation okay. server, if you will.
1: <laughs> bartender. There's Halloween no goddamn way anybody kills. else has the same issue. <laughs> Nobody. Okay, Brian the bartender. Okay. Halloween kills. Um is played by Brian May's senior, okay. Uh, yeah. Watch that scene again, and tell me like how much of that you understand. You pl- explain something about the bat behind behind him at the bar. Old Huckleberry, hum, but, hum, but, hum, but, hum and he says some shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Yeah. anybody anybody understand what this guy is saying? Fucking no idea. Not a goddamn clue. So I thought you might have noticed that. Maybe it's just me. It's I just, wonder if it's this like was the start version shit. Like cause yeah, I didn't was, was, notice. Oh, maybe. Of it. This is yeah. the start of just the 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 extreme sudden quirkiness of this film. For me, yeah. started with this bartender character and continues uh into the film. So mm-hmm. anyways, anyways, back to our original program here. We see Lori and folks, uh, Lori, her daughter and her granddaughter, uh, being uh, driven away from the burning house from the first film. And we see the firefighters show up at the house. And I was waiting for this scene. I thought the scene was going to be really cool and uh, memorable. And it was memorable for for at least like uh, reasons that I didn't think it would be. But... Uh, it's re- it starts off great. The firefighters go into the room. One guy falls into the trap door, uh, yeah. and I love his reaction to when the door, the metal door, slides open and Michael Michael walks out. He's he just looks at me and he's like, "Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> there's someone else down here." I was like, "Oh fuck." It's it's a good it's a good reaction. This is all great stuff. It's really well edited, well shot, looks great, sounds great, and uh, you know Michael uh, kills him firefighter reaches down he grabs him kills him steps out of the house in probably the most the most gangster shot in any halloween film ever filmed him walking out with that uh, what was it like a the the bar that uh, uh like yeah, pry bar or something like pry that pry bar foo bar whatever. yeah he's like smoking and like with the the water from the hoses all over the house and the fire's blazing, and he comes out. I love the reaction of all of the firefighters that kind of just looked at him were like, "Okay, this is gonna happen." Like this is like maybe they know who he. Is. Like, I always wondered to myself, it's like, do they know who he is when he comes out? It's like, oh shit, is that like? Do you think they know that that's Michael Myers? They know at least that this man poses some kind of menace, so they're all like. This is all... I love this lead-up. Like, everyone's like, okay, we're getting ready. We're going to do this thing. And it's going to be this, like, knockdown, drag-out fight between, like, trained firefighters and Michael Myers. I'm like, I'm ready for this. Like, these guys... This guy... One guy's got a saw. The other guy's got his fire axe. He's holding it. He's like, okay, this is going to happen. Yeah. We're going to do this. What's the move? We're trained firefighters. Okay? This guy's coming at us. What's our first move, Justin? Hose him down. Hit him with hose. Hose Hose him down. (laughs) Get him nice and fucking clean before we engage.
0: That is the first
1: move. Hold the phone, okay? So this guy... So Michael Myers moseys on down from the house. Yeah. Moseys. This man is not walking fast. I don't think he's ever walked very fast. (laughs) He is not walking fast. There is a guy... A fireman holding a hose. And as Michael gets closer to him, he points the hose at him and just starts giving him a shower. (laughs) Just that's it. Like it's not even a high pressure hose. Because if I recall, it starts to go limp like as Michael gets closer as if he's shutting it off. It's the fucking most, the strangest. Again, another example of just like strange creative choices. You've built this moment and you started it with just the weirdest fucking thing where this guy is cleaning Michael off (laughs) and just stands there while he gets stabbed in the face.
0: Explain this to me. Please explain this to me. So, I was so
1: confused.
0: The fucking force at which those, the water comes out of those fire ho- hoses yeah. would, if you were a few feet away as Michael Myers was as he yeah. was moseying up, yeah. that thing should knock you back 20 feet. Like The force at which it comes out of there is, I don't know if it would break something if it hits you at yeah, that yeah. distance, but it would knock you right the fuck back. Now, the whole point of it, I guess, is what they were trying to say in the scene is that they're hitting him with the hose and it's doing nothing because he's so strong and powerful. He's walking through this incredibly powerful stream and it's doing nothing. Sure. Now, the problem with that narrative is it looks like somebody off camera put a bunch of water in their mouth and is just because so, the way it's, it's bouncing just, off his chest doesn't look like it's no. hitting with force at all so no. that's what they were going for but the problem is is whatever effects they were using they should have used more because it did not look like anything more than a spattering of water
1: do you think there's like a there was a fireman in the back that was standing on the hose by accident the guy gets stabbed in the, <laughs> the guy gets frank stabbed. get off the hose <laughs> the guy gets stabbed in the face he looks down. He's like oh shit sorry oh. <laughs> my bad um And then he lets go of the, oh, that would have been great if he let go of he gets off the hose, and then it starts, you know, flying Flying around, around. and it hits hits all the firemen in the face, and Michael doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. You know, anyway, listen. That's what that was.
0: That's what they were going for. The problem is is that the
1: effects were fucking not on par to be able to, like, make it look realistic. I think this movie is beautifully, like, photographed. I think a lot of the stunts are really great in this movie, and... To 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 fail so miserably in conveying that this is a high pressure hose. It's it's just beyond me. It just yeah. looks like my garden hose. Yeah. It's like I took the garden hose and you were walking towards me, and to stop yeah. you, I just shot my garden hose at your chest.
0: And you didn't even put your thumb over top. You just no. kind of just
1: <laughs> just like it's just a strong like kind of waving it was it a, at me. It was a strong piss. That's what yeah. this that's what this that's the level of pressure that we're talking about here. And I I remember when I first saw this, I started laughing in the theater. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like why is this guy just standing there and just <laughs> given Michael a good watch. I think he was going to pull out a bar of soap and start fucking <laughs> cleaning him off. Like what the fuck is going on here? What follows this very strange you know, uh, starting action is actually a pretty, pretty good, quick scene. Yeah. But again, falls into that trope of like everyone just attacking him one at a time. Yeah. Which, I th- which, which they fully address later in the film, which I loved. I absolutely loved like the the mob scene later in the film, where he gets surrounded. It plays very differently, right? Where he mm-hmm. gets surrounded, hit in the back, and like hit in the front, and like they didn't, you know, they didn't do any of that here i thought i was going to get that here and i didn't i got the you know you come and you attack me and i hit you and then you'll come and you attack me and i'll hit you and that you know one at a time and just knock these guys down and yeah uh so i was a little disappointed with that um this f- scene will ever for, forever be entertaining for me just for watching him <laughs> take a shower michael take a shower a forced shower he really didn't like it
0: no, he did he not like
1: not. it sir he was just going to walk right by them before this guy started spraying water in his fucking face. What
0: the fuck are you doing? All right, fine.
1: <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool scene, and they, they use the buzzsaw thing. It's, cool, it's a cool action scene. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's the fireman scene. <laughs> that's the firefighter scene, uh, which was played up heavily in the trailers uh, to, to mixed results, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, now the now everyone gets to the hospital and word is starting to spread um, that uh, Michael's killing spree has started. We go back to the bar and uh, we find that some of the patrons of the bar are the doctor and nurse from the first film. Uh, and they, uh, they think that Michael is in their car in the parking lot. Um, so Tommy Doyle grabs old fucking Huckleberry who has a backstory that I don't understand because I couldn't understand the bartender. Uh, but this this bat has some kind of significance. Um, I've seen this movie four times, okay? And I still don't understand what he's saying. I should throw on the subtitles. I was going to uh, say. Yeah. Um, he comes out and he starts getting all revved up. You know, uh, Tommy Doyle thinks it's Michael in the car. The car drives away, gets into an accident and there's nobody in the car. Um Everyone's warning the, the the community members to stay inside the house. Um, Tommy goes back to the hospital. Now Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis and family are at the hospital. They find out that Michael is still alive. And I, I thought this was a great scene where they find out, like, they were so satisfied that Michael was dead, that they killed him. Uh, but then they find out that he's still alive. And Tommy Doyle starts putting together a lynch mob. Just going into, you know, telling everyone on... There's this montage of him just telling people on the street, being like, coordinating attacks, coordinating search parties and such. And people start going around looking for Michael. I actually think... This is where I started getting into it. I'm like, yes, this is what people would do. Like, if you've got an extreme... Like, this level of perpetrator on the loose, right? And... This is what people do: band together, pull out the guns. Like you know, we don't—we don't have a lot of, you know, maybe not in Canada, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of people own a lot of guns in in the states. And at least I've heard, you know, I, but, I, uh, I don't know, maybe. Well, I mean, they, they might... open opened up one guy's trunk and it's it's in his bait tackle box. He opens it up and there's like four pistols in there. So, uh, so that's the that's the uh, that's the image they're peddling at this point. So they arm everyone. Including uh, Lori's uh, granddaughter. And they just hop in a car and fucking just drive around looking for, looking for Michael Myers. Uh, and in one car, we've got the legacy characters. We've got um, uh, Marion Chambers, uh, uh, Lindsay, and Lonnie. Not Lonnie's not there. Sorry. Marion, Lindsay, and the two, the doctor and the nurse from the first uh, Halloween 2018. Yeah. All in the same car. Yep. They find they find the kids, uh, they find uh, the kids that um, are making trouble on Halloween, and now we get this uh, sequence that I just uh, again just strange creative Another decisions being made here. Fucking yeah. cartoon!
0: It like it yeah, starts it just, from like wow that was a really good callback to the first Halloween film with him crawling up the back and doing the thing, yeah. and yeah. then all of a sudden it just proceeds to look get goofier and goofier. Yeah, like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you go, you, I'll, I'll kick it back to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say that these three kids, um, they have masks and the masks are the... They're actually the three kids from the 2018 film, but the masks are the ones from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Which I thought was, you know, that that's, that's a fun callback and it's not necessary, but it's kind of fun. Um, and I thought these kids actually played the role of... Little shit disturbers really well. I was very impressed with, uh, you know, being surrounded by a lot of kids and a lot of nieces and nephews. Yeah, little little shit disturbers these guys were. Very convincing. Yeah. Uh, Michael, so, so one of the characters gets out of the car and goes to the kids. Kids, go home. There's a killer mm-hmm. on the loose. Like, you guys need to go home. And they're like, oh, there's that guy that's, you know, like coming in and out of the woods and like playing fucking peekaboo with us. And she looks back and Michael's literally standing behind the car. The yeah. car has three people inside that have not noticed that Michael is just standing back there, chilling. So um, the nurse from the original film looks in the looks in the rearview mirror, sees Michael. Michael does the thing from the first movie where he climbs on top of the car, hits the side, like a lot of callbacks to the original film. Sure. Uh, then we get like this real this series of just weird decisions these guys are making. So in the car, she tries to shoot him, she can't shoot, none of these guys can shoot, again, showing the the, down, the pitfalls of, like, you know, arming civilians, and going on a lynch mob, uh, but then, you know, they're like, okay, we gotta, you know, we gotta get out of the car, I'm like, but Michael's on the roof, he's on the roof of the car, he already reached in, grabbed some, uh, you know, Marion Chambers' hair, okay, The, the one girl leaves the car and the guy's like, no, he grabs the hair, rips off a patch of her hair. He's like, okay, we got to go. So get out of the car. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, he's right there. You know, like as soon as you open the car door, he's going to be like, he's going to, he's going to, you know, land right on your head. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then, uh, Marion tries to shoot. Michael runs out of bullets and Michael kills her. Um, stabs her several times and the one guy in the back seat tries to choke Michael he stabs the guy in the eye which was a really cool I thought it was a really cool shot really cool kill yeah and then we get the fucking crazy moment in this in this scene where the uh like the woman dressed up as the as the nurse I guess or yeah. the doctor or whatever comes back with the gun shooting him missing 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 she gets close enough, Michael kicks the the passenger sorry, the passenger door or the car, sorry, the driver's side door, hits the gun in her hand. It spins around she pulls the trigger and shoots herself in the head. Yes. This, this was, was is my a Halloween exact, film. This is a <laughs> I thought I was watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh, That's
0: exactly it. Like, that was some Wile E. Coyote shit. Like, the Acne Gun just turned around and shot him in the face. And then you have the black smoke, and he looks at the camera and blinks a couple times. Like, that's not... It just... It was so out of fucking place. I was just like, what did I just see? What... what, Like, it was like Home Alone types of traps in, in this kind of, like, nonsense. Like, he's waiting for her to get close to the door, and then... Springs yeah. the door trap, splits the oh, gun, yeah.
1: boom in the head. I'm like, oh my god, come on now, so so strange, yeah. so strange. And one of the one of the characters is still alive. I believe it's Lindsay, and yes. she's uh, she tries to she tries to attack Michael. He attacks her. She gets away, uh, and Michael goes on his merry way. Before this scene, we got introduced to uh, we get introduced, to, yeah, Big John and Little John. And even yeah, before yeah. that, sorry, we skipped a whole set of again, the quirk, the quirk is strong with this movie cuz before this scene we also got introduced a husband and wife flying a drone in their house. Oh, God. Just the just the most random thing. I'm like, why is this happening? Do we care? It's just it's almost like can we just pick a weird thing for them to be doing? And here's the weird thing. Michael yeah. disposes of them in a very graphic fashion. Uh, but, oh, the one highlight for this scene, I would say, is you actually get to see a little bit of Michael's, uh, you know, creativity. Like, when he sets up bodies, you get to see some of that in this scene. Where it's out of focus in the background, but you see him grabbing kitchen knives and, like, stabbing the guy. And almost see him being like, he's about to stab, he's like, "Mm, not there. Over here. Making creative decisions, you know, turning this guy into a pincushion. But you yeah. kind of get a peek behind the veil. It's like, oh, all these bodies are set up in such an ornate fashion. Like one guy, he turned into a jack-o'-lantern in the in the previous movie. Like the one cop the, in, 20, in the 2018 movie. This is like, oh, let's take a look behind the scenes and see what it takes to set up a body like that. So I thought that was an interesting interesting take. I um, thought it was a waste of time. I was just like, why? You didn't know, like that?
0: I, you know, I don't need to see how the sausage is made, okay? Just make me the sausage. That's it. I don't need to see him turning people into pincushions. Conceivably, he also had a tape measure and was measuring exactly where each knife stab
1: had to go and where everything sure, needed sure. to be and which knives sure. to use. Like, I I like to I, think he's making creative decisions in his head, where he's like, not and, and, like that, a little to the left, a little to the right. So, so to
0: that credit, I had the same feelings as that. What that is exactly what he was doing because there was like he'd take out a knife and he'd be like, yeah, mm, <laughs> kind of move back and forth. And he's like here (laughs) and that would be where it would go so yeah he's it was definitely a lot of that like i agree that's what that scene was setting up but i'm also like do we need that let's just move on yeah because to your point like yeah they were just flying their drone
1: they're just so random it's It's like Lori's
0: neighbors like her neighbors down the road they were doing nothing they had no reason to be troubled and Michael Myers is just in there trying to wash his face or whatever he's doing in the bathroom. He's already
1: washed his face. He got a full-on shower from that one fucking firefighter guy. I think yeah, he's, so he's trying to he patch him
0: freshen up for in the bathroom. I, he's in the
1: bathroom. I think he's, like, actually patching himself up, which, when you get to the end of the movie, just makes no sense because, I mean, at this point, like, I don't think he has enough flesh on his body to hold his fucking skeletal structure to, together. So, yeah. um, but uh, but, yeah, I guess he's just, you know... He's like a, he got a boo boo, so he's um, he's patching himself up. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. So and then after that, we get introduced to Big John and Little John, who these kids prank. And I I actually kind of love this scene because it starts with the character, the actor playing. I love. I think I just kind of fell in love with Big John after watching this movie so many times. I just his attitude. He's just so great in this movie. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He just like, he fucking loves, he wants to scare these kids so bad, but he's introduced smoking a joint, dancing to a song, which I just can't get fucking enough of now. (laughs) And it's called Stop, Look and Listen, It's Halloween by Pete Antel. And it's this like vintage Halloween song. But it's such a good song, and he's just like really dancing, really like getting into it. He's you know? into and it, I will, dude. Yeah. I love that I love this scene. It's and this, and this is where it's so quirky for no reason. But this is I'm just kind of love this. I love this scene. Now the rest of the stuff with Big John and Little John makes zero sense. And it's like quirky for no reason, but I fucking loved I love that. I just love the 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 zaniness of these characters. These kids come, prank them, and then they tell them that this is how he's telling the audience that this is, this is actually Michael Myers' house that they're living in. Right. Um, and then, of course, Michael shows up later. Uh, and <laughs> Big John and Little John are dispatched. And this is, again, a bunch of just really poor decision-making on all <laughs> fronts here. Uh, when Michael gets into the house, they know there's someone in the house. They know someone was bleeding and they're in the house. Mm-hmm. Instead of calling the police, Big John takes his fucking robe off or whatever, grabs the smallest knife he can find, which is the one they're <laughs> using on the charcuterie board yeah. to cut fucking cheese, and locks the front door. And I'm like, that's, that's a bold move, my friend. Like, yeah. why not just call the police instead of timidly searching your house with the smallest knife you can find and he says something like i've got this knife and then little john's like grabs a butcher knife he's like well i've got this knife and i'm like what the fuck is going on why are (laughs) there's an open door right behind
0: you little john just Just turn around walk out use your cell phone you're not in 1978 you don't have to use the house line yeah grab yourself
1: I got this knife. I got this knife. And then they play Marco Polo. Big John. Yeah. Little John. They have this exchange and it's just weird. It's just weird. It's it's very you weird. Know? You know, it's just strange. Th- you know? Like and it doesn't make me. any sense if you're hunting someone in your house, like to let them know exactly where you are all the time by by calling out the names. But you know, it's weird. And I kinda like like it. Because it's fucking weird. <laughs> I can't tell you why this this scene this scene is. I don't know. It's just I like strange, the characters. You know? I thought the characters. I like the were characters kind of a lot. And, yeah, and I do. I, I do like the characters. and I thought they brought kind
0: of like a cool like Halloween energy. Both I guess the Halloween oh, for movie sure. and, and season. But just the, again, it's just the tropes of like bad sequel decisions for how, for slasher movies or horror movies. In that the characters are all going to be completely out of their mind. Yeah. Um, And and like not only call the cops, they knew he was above them. They knew he was on the second floor. As far as I know, there's only one staircase in that house. Correct. You could stand by the staircase, call the cops and just wait there. And if you see him, turn around and hightail it out of there. But you know where he's at. Correct. So So, because, yeah, they
1: were searching the, the main floor. And I'm like, why are you searching the main floor? You heard the sound coming from upstairs. I think they were searching the main floor.
0: They opened the thing. It There was a jump scare, a nonsensical yes. jump scare, and then yes. they heard the footsteps above. So, Correct. I guess, I mean, if we're really looking at it, they really should have just done the let's get the hell out of here thing and yeah. call the cops. That it's, would have been better.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nonsensical but. scene. And this is one of the moments where they really go over the top with the gore. This is the eye gouge scene. Poor mm. Big John, who I loved and I was hoping would survive, uh, gets stabbed, and then he grabs his face and digs his hands into his eyes, and I thought that was the end of it, but the scene keeps going. Yeah. It keeps going, and I swear to God, he gets, like, second knuckle deep. It's a I thought he was going to
0: reach his head, keep going, and, like, split the head open. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... Like,
1: full-on Jason Voorhees, like, like, skull-ripping Mortal Kombat fatality stuff. Yeah, you exactly. Know? But no, um, it
0: wasn't that... Actually, you know what? what it's funny, so... As graphic as the eye gouge was, you know what the thing is that irks me the most about that scene is the way that he stabs him under the Ooh, arm. yeah, that it gets just me. Just not good. Time. Yeah. Oh, that the gets me. The eye gouge, gouge is actually time. less worse than that for me. When I saw that, yeah, I was like,
1: oh. It's like up into the armpit because I think that's like instant death too. Like I feel like there's no like you just bleed profusely and like because if you get in the him in the heart or whatever, there's something yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. the arm getting armpit stabbed that is. It just makes me shiver every time I see it. You're absolutely right. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, um, Michael
0: Michael Myers, if nothing else, is a bit of a murdering artist. So you know, he, yeah, you get to see him go through his process again. He's like, well, that's right. He's dead, but <laughs> he doesn't need these eyes so much. Let's put yeah. them back here. That's right.
1: That's right, and out. they come out. Like the eyes come out of their sockets onto his hands. I don't know. Maybe that's the extended cut that I saw. Maybe they, they come out on his hands. That? Yeah. Like he pokes the eyes and like pops them. Like fucking Beetlejuice. Like <laughs> when they goes on like this
0: and then she's got the fingers on her. <laughs> she's got her fingers <laughs> eyes on, her on her eyes. Fingers fingers or eyes on her yeah. Fingers.
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I recall, like that's exactly Jesus. what happens in the extended cut. It's so aggressive where I'm like, I'm just now I'm laughing. I'm like, what's going on? Why are we taking it this far? Um, yeah, so uh, those four characters get disposed of, um, and we get then we get the scene of of uh, Tommy and and Co finding the car and finding a uh, Lindsay and finding and realizing that all their friends are dead and, and stupid and stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did and, she shoot uh, herself? Fuck. It's just better people. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly. So evil he goes is back not gonna die tonight if people keep shooting themselves in the head.
1: It <laughs> uh, he goes back to the uh, goes back to the uh, hospital yeah and uh, basically starts a riot you know yeah. basically basically and the sheriff, I believe this is the sheriff. I keep calling I call him both the sheriff, but like uh, uh, the black dude with the with the cowboy hat. Yeah stands there and watches. yeah Tommy Doyle, Stir this entire group into a frothing frenzy. Yes, with the motto "Evil dies tonight." The chant, if you will, of this of this group: "Evil dies tonight." And, and to his credit, he said it at least a few times up leading
0: up to that. So it just kept on building until it becomes this aggressive chant.
1: Yes, they say it a lot in this movie watching it this time I think it's fairly organic with how it comes up but then how they push it over the top with the with everyone yelling it out as a part of like uh, as a part of like the mob I think they take it a little too they took it too far there yeah. um, but uh, sorry there's one thing I wanted to point out one of the characters that dies in the first film because this is the same night as the first of the two out 2018 film. This is a thing that I really really liked. You know, you want to talk about sort of like trauma. So she comes in looking for her son. Yeah. She's like, "Where's my son?" in a panic. And the doctors are like or uh, the the receptionists like, "I I don't know, you need to fill out this form." It's total frenzy. This is this is why I like this stuff, but it's wrapped in this like weird, you know, quirky um sometimes, you know, zany and like ridiculous like packaging, right? But there's yeah. stuff in here that I really like. The the hysteria in that hospital, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is that people keep showing up and they're hurt. You notice that? I'm like, what's fucking happening out there? It's like Michael just like slashing people on the street and just like walking away. Like he's he's actually just operating, killing so many more people. And some of them show up and they're just like randomly hurt. You know, I'm like, oh man, this guy's busy. Like he's doing a lot of he's. He's not just killing the people that we see on the screen. He's just no. fucking attacking everyone on the street uh, at this point. He's like, we're not equipped to handle this situation. The hospital isn't. And right. it's, it's so – I think that's done really well. The hysteria, the, the, the atmosphere they build inside there, that's real. That felt very yeah. real. And that's how a community might react. Even the sort of frothing frenzy they get built up to, I can believe that. And that's where I want this movie to go. But the execution of wh- how it does that yeah. is cartoonish. Yes, uh, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. unfortunately, um, there, but it is moment. where that is where I wanted to go.
0: Right. Yeah. So the the frenzy continues, and then eventually, it it kind of builds to this crescendo when they think they mistaken, they mistakenly think they see Michael Myers among them, which
1: oh it's uh it's it's Oswald Cobblepot yeah it's, yeah uh,
0: just just skulking around in the back he's like five foot even maybe bald.
1: Out Very of shape. overweight. Yeah, heavily overweight.
0: Know, breathing pretty heavily. Maybe that's why they made the mistake. But, like, it, it just, it blows and my saying, mind. And saying, help me. Help me. Help me. Please, help me. And everybody's like, it's him. It's obviously him. Of course it's him. It's like, "Yes, wait, how did we get here? <laughs> has has there not been bulletins about that? Like, it's not like Michael Myers has been a, a secret. He's been at a hospital the last 40 years. They've got the motherfuckers height and weight. They know what this guy kind yes. of... They can describe it. And people are just like, that's him. And, and the whole mob's like, all right, we'll run with that, and then they start chasing Tommy Doyle, stepping over people, and turning back to the camera, like, ah, what's my line? Evil dies tonight, and then he runs off again. It's just no, there's, what's this one, my dude, there's this white line. There's this.
1: Ah, what's my line oh evil dies tonight I'm gonna
0: ruin this scene for you because when they start running away you can see him start running after and then he like steps through something and then he takes two steps and then he turns around and he's like ah evil dies tonight and then he turns around and runs (laughs) off it's the most like weird awkward delivery of that line the whole movie and that one that is the one that sticks out to me because it just looks like he was like oh shit I forgot to say it
1: (laughs) now listen to me I'm not going to do any better for you, my friend. You're trading me that. I'll trade you. Okay. There is, when this mob gets stirred up and they start chasing after Oswald Cobblepot, there is a random cut to Sheriff Brackett from the (laughs) 1978 sheriff whose daughter was killed by Michael Myers in 1978. There is a random cut to him just going like this. Tommy! <laughs> That's it! <laughs> that is it! I noticed that shit the first time I watched this movie. I'm like, why is this? And he's just like, Tommy! He just screams Tommy's name. He just yells it as if he's like powering up. That's what it oh sounds like. He's, go- he's like Dragon Ball Zing. He's like, Tommy! Yo, it's watch that scene again. You will not be able to unsee or unhear him yelling Tommy's name for no goddamn reason. Okay, go on. All right. Uh, so the mob is racing through the hospital, and a uh, the second sort of portion of this lady's story compl- concludes. And again, another great. This is a this is a great idea and a great scene, great execution. She walks by the morgue, and she sees her son's body. While right. everyone's you know running through running through the hospital, and she kind of screams, well, you can't hear her because the camera's inside the morgue. so it's like this silent scream. And that's extremely well done. and I really like that. These are all great ideas, you know yeah. Um, and like the mob is running around, you know, we come back to this you know mob running around. Evil dies tonight and um, chasing this guy uh, who they think is Michael Myers and uh, Lori's uh, daughter. Uh, manages to find him and convince him. It's like, hey, we're not going to hurt you. We know you're not Michael Myers. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry, Laurie Strode tries to convince people that it's not Michael. Um, a doctor runs into her at one point and she knees him in the balls. I don't know if you noticed that scene, <laughs> yeah. but that was excellent. That was so great. Um, uh, you know, the police can't control the situation. Right. Uh, and uh, eventually uh, this leads to uh, this guy, um seeing no hope, no escape from this place with a bunch of people who want to bash his brains in. So he just jumps from, what, the fourth or fifth floor of this hospital building and lands with a wet splat. Um, <laughs> there is... It's a very wet and very gross uh, cl- close-up of his body after. Um, but one of the things that was really cool about this is when he jumps out, there is a camera shot of it's it's falling, and you see yeah. his hands... You see his hands in frame as he's falling from his POV. I'm like, I can't remember if I've seen another movie do that before. I thought that was really, that was a really um, cool, cool shot and, and really gives you the feeling of falling, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, and then they come down You're like, oh, it's not him. Oh, well, whoops, whoopsie daisies. Um it didn't
0: seem to make much of an impact on them, despite the impact it made on Oswald Cobblepot. But they didn't yeah. really seem to give a shit that they, like, they kind of were like, ah, well, <laughs> let's go mob somewhere
1: else. Yeah, let's get this, yeah, let's get this show At on the At least there's road.
0: one less guy that we could potentially mistake for him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fucking exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um We haven't talked a lot about Lori because, to be frank, she's not, uh, you know, in this movie a whole lot. She's confined to a hospital bed. Um, The one thing that does happen in there, there's sort of a confession from the sheriff who's in the bed next to her. Going back to that 1978 flashback sequence where it shows you that when Michael was caught, after he's doing his kind of look at me junk stance, um, Donald Pleasence's Dr. Loomis was going to shoot him. Right in the head, and young uh, uh, deputy. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Frank. Yeah, Treben. Frank. Yeah, not no. Frank Trevor, but police squad. But <laughs> Frank uh, stops him from doing it. Yeah, uh, and feels that it's his fault that Michael continue has continued his rampage because he uh, he stopped Doctor Loomis from killing him. Uh, so. That's about you know really it like from that conversation you get you get a couple a little bit of insight into Lori, how Lori feels about Michael still being alive. Here's another idea I absolutely love about okay. this movie. The idea that Michael's violence is random, mm-hmm. and the idea that Lori Strode is convinced that Michael is obsessed with her. Yeah, she says he is coming here that's kind of what starts the whole hysteria at the hospital. She's like, he is coming for me. He's coming to the hospital to kill me. Yeah. And they're like, how do you know? I love this part with characters questioning her. Like, I thought that was really, really great. Really well written. It's like, how do you know that? What makes you say he's coming here? He's like, well, he came to the compound. It's like, no, he didn't. It wasn't his obsession with you that got him to your compound in the last film. Mm -hmm. It was Dr. Sartain's obsession with michael that right. got him to your compound he drove michael there michael was just fucking walking down the street like poor old ben tramer hey hey wow michael gets run down in uh in halloween 2018 just like ben tramer except if they did it just like ben tramer he'd be really fucking dead he <laughs> set, set his ass on fire <laughs> set his ass on fire yeah. but um anyway just made that connection um just- and it's a cop car, no less. It's a cop yes. car in Halloween Two, and it's a cop car in Halloween Twenty Eighteen. Anyways, finding connections everywhere. That's why you guys listen to this podcast, all four of you. Hi, mom. Uh, anyway, so so yes, it's a uh, it's Doctor Sartain's obsession. So this idea that Michael is truly random, you. Have built this narrative in your own head, and he's infected your mind with this fear, right? And that's Mm. the idea that the movie is trying to play. The themes that it's trying to play with is the infection of fear and what it can do to a community. Uh, But it's like a five-year-old playing with those themes. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like as if a child wrote a story about how fear can infect a community. This is kind of the story that would come out of it. Yeah, and that's not again not necessarily a bad thing. I kind of enjoy that zaniness, but this in particular that Michael's violence is truly random. I loved that concept. Comparing
0: it to a child is good because I I feel like a lot of these themes and a lot of the things that they did in this movie was kind of like a kid picking up their toys, playing for a bit, but not playing to like completion, like to close out whatever storyline they were playing with. They just kind of put them down and moved on to some other toys. And I felt like that was kind of it, like from jumping from scene to scene and kind of just not closing things off. Like the angry mob thing just never felt closed off. The, the whole backstory of uh, Lonnie and, and his upper, I thought there was going to be more to it. It just turned out they're just like, yeah, I saw Michael Myers once walking. Like, I, I just, all the stuff at the at the hospital just didn't really, I don't know. I It was one of these yeah. things that coming out of it, I was really just like, I didn't feel like anything really got closed off. In fact, it just kind of asked more questions and kind of
1: left things hanging, I guess for the sequel, you know? Yep yeah but, maybe that's that's entirely possible that some of it will get tied up but i don't think possibly. that you know i don't think the sequel like how ha- i don't think halloween ends is going to be a courtroom drama about uh you know no. all of these guys all of these guys no. on no. trial for no. b- manslaughter <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> i don't think that's gonna be what happens but uh but um oh my God. but yeah so I, I i yeah i agree there um yeah, so this idea that Michael is random, he's not hes not after Laurie, but Laurie's convinced that through circumstance it seems like he is. And yeah. it's this fear that has made, that is actually her obsession has grown out of this fear. It's not his. So, um, like that very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we get now is uh, the the rest of the lynch mob in the car find out that Michael is coming home. He's going back to his house. If they look at a map, Lonnie, uh, Lori's granddaughter, and Lori's granddaughter's boyfriend. It's just three of them now. Yeah. Tommy is still at the hospital. So, of course, what they decide to do is go hunting for Michael. Go to Michael's house. Just the three of them. A um, middle-aged man and two teenagers. Yep. Sounds about right. One of the teenagers has a fucking... Has a shotgun. One teenager's... And two... And the teenager and the father have have handguns. This and... And... Okay. So they didn't call anyone. They didn't tell anyone anything. Fine. The granddaughter says, Let's stick together. In the theater, I'm like, Yes. This is good. Let's do this. The immediate (laughs) follow-up line the immediate follow up line to this mm. is i'm going in alone the father says and i'm just like what like for for every <laughs> for everything that i think this movie does and it's unique and it's stuff i've always wanted to see some of the themes and some of the scenarios it's stuff like this that i'm just like how can how can someone sit in a room and be like, "This is not the most cliched bullshit that you've ever seen"? That every right. slasher movie has ever done in the history of slasher films. Like, yeah. you're 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 revamping this. You're revisiting it. Give it give it a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. How can we still be doing this? Yeah. How can you still be doing this? And it just I couldn't believe it when I heard it. So and it's... the reason is absolute nonsense. Yeah. It, it, I can't even shit. remember what the reason was. I don't. I don't it's remember like, what
0: it was. I re- yeah. I do remember the first time watching it. I went, like I I remember vividly because I was watching it by myself. I'm in the basement watching it. At that point, yeah. I'm just kind of like, "What the fuck is this movie?" It's so like, <laughs> I was not sold on it. And then they said, "Let's stick together." And then the next line is, "I'm going no. in by myself." I to myself, to no one else, went, "Fuck you." I just. <laughs> <laughs> like at the movie, like yeah. I felt upset at the movie. I had feelings yeah. about the movie as if it was a person. Yes, so, but no, there was this was brutal. I, I don't yeah. remember a good enough reason. I think the reason was you're my kid, and I don't want you to go in. And if, then
1: we shouldn't be here. Yeah, I know.
0: We should like. Why are Maybe we? Maybe we should use these cell phones. We have at least three. Oh car. my god! Yeah, it's and just no. It's, yeah. It it was it was bad, but then after thinking about it more, it just it's another one of those tropes. It's just like you know what, the fact that they built that dialogue in the way that they did, they wanted me to be like fuck you, because they wanted to just play up that trope as ridiculous yeah, that, as it is. It would yeah, if they, if they didn't want it to be that ridiculous.
1: Th- yeah, that that's me it's like on purpose. It had it's, to because. Have been. It it's the work. one-two punch. Yes, we should stick together. Yes, but uh, I'm going in alone. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 one after the other. Yeah, and but that you know that doesn't make it okay. No, I'm not <laughs> saying it makes like, it okay. But, I'm just saying just, I think that was
0: them just like poking fun. at like not fuck it, man. The audience, but yeah, they're just kind of like fuck it. This is what we're doing. I'm gonna it's, go in solo. Uh, but before we do that, not only are we gonna go with the tr- the normal trope. I'm going to act like I'm not going to, and then I'm and going then, to.
1: <laughs> Hence, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, that's a total fuck you moment. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so uh, so this guy, Lonnie, who is yeah. played by a great actor, and if you've ever seen uh, Midnight Mass, the mm-hmm. uh, Netflix uh, uh, min- uh, miniseries, uh, the Mike Flanagan miniseries, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. It is exceptional, and he is amazing in that. I, I think it's him. Mm-hmm. He is puts in an absolute tour de force performance in that, and he's good in this. He's he's a he great, great actor. He's great. Yeah. He's a good actor. He just unfortunately he's great. He's fine right up until this moment where you're just like, all right, you know what? You deserve to be you know crushed by an attic door. That's uh, <laughs> that's what you deserve. And uh, lo and behold, that's exactly what happens to him. He goes. It goes to the door knocks okay knocks on the door Mm -hmm. the door is open he opens the door looks back at the kids and gives them the thumbs up and then goes inside i'm like what the fuck are we watching like it's just the weirdest thing he goes in and almost immediately there's like a gunshot (laughs) it
0: was so quick
1: yeah there's like a gunshot And what do the kids do? They get out and they go in the house anyway. So it's like it's like it's all for naught. It's literally done strictly just we need to off this guy by himself. Because if all three of them go in with guns, you know maybe they'll get the you know like it's harder to believe that Michael could get the better of the three of them. I don't know. Right after he dumped an entire squad of firefighters, like yeah, well these guys aren't gonna fucking uh, like treat him to a spa treatment. Like they're gonna like actually shoot him they're not going to fucking start clipping his toenails and washing his feet and shit, right? Uh, fair enough. Giving him a massage, right? Yeah. Like um so so yeah, so the, now the kids go in there and now they're looking around and and um uh the the one teenager, I can't remember the boyfriend, it's his father that went in there. He looks up and he sees he sees him like crumpled into the attic so he was i just like to think that he put him up there and used the attic door to smash his face (laughs) that's what i like to think happened because that's what his character deserves for being such a nitwit uh and then michael comes out and attacks this kid now this kid gets quite the prolonged death yeah it Hmm. is a brutal this is a rob zombie level like brutal death yeah. Again, just upping the ante on like firing on every violent cylinder that they could possibly think of. He gets knocked out, he gets stabbed, he gets uh his head rammed through some through some uh spokes or sp- spindles on a on a staircase, and then he gets like slammed up and down on the staircase, up and down, up and down. At some point he's like drooling out of his mouth and he's getting smashed from side to side and um, she tries to save him. She gets knocked down the stairs, breaks her leg, convinces, you know, like Michael to come down the stairs and Buddy is still alive. His head's sticking through the thing and while he's on the way down, he just turns around and snaps his neck. I'm like, okay, thank God that's over. Yeah, poor guy. He uh, to be
0: put out of his misery. He was... Yeah, he
1: wasn't coming back from that. Yeah. Um. So she, he comes downstairs and uh, her mother shows up. So Lori's daughter shows up and stabs him in the back with the same pitchfork that Big John said he was going to use on the kids if they ever came back. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was on the Halloween decoration out on their porch.
0: I so I forgot yeah. about it on the first viewing, and yeah, this is yeah, where yeah. almost the second fuck you movie came from because I went,
1: "Where did she get a pitchfork from?" <laughs> Like I noticed it only this time that that it was from the it was from the Halloween decoration. They yeah. they make a point of it earlier. Yes. It's like somebody yeah, a yeah. pitchfork. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's why it was because I like I rem- I distinctly remember the first time watching it being so confused. I'm
1: like where did she get a pitchfork from? <laughs>
0: a pitchfork? <laughs> really?
1: Yep. Right. Yep. I could see that being confusing if you yeah. didn't make that connection. Then um, I made
0: it on the second view. I'm like, "Oh, I was upset right. for no reason." <laughs> Sorry, movie, you're a little smarter than me. Yeah.
1: yeah. So so he she stabs him in the back and kind of like puts him out of commission for a moment. Um and takes his mask off. And she and this part I actually quite liked the way they shot this. He gets up and he's got this like pitchfork in his back. This reminded me exactly of the scene where uh, the Headless Horseman gets a scythe in his back from Casper Van Dien in yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And he's kind of like waving his hands around trying to get, <laughs> try to get this fucking thing out of his back. I'm like, oh, that's just like Sleepy Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow. Anyway, random tangent. But uh, he manages to straighten out, get that old pitchfork out of his back, turn around. And she's got his favorite thing in the world. His safety blanket, if you will. She's got his mask. And she's yeah. saying, come and get it. You motherfucker. And uh, the way they shoot him, they never actually get to see his face. You see, like, kind of the size of his jaw. He's got a beard. He's kind of balding. Uh, but he's real thin. Uh, but you, the shadows are always covering his face. And you never get to see a good look at him. And it, that's, I thought that was a really kind of inspired way to shoot him. And something I really liked about this movie. His look, his gait, his actions, the way he moves... The way he's shot when he doesn't have his mask on. I fell in love with that shit. He hasn't looked that good. He hasn't looked that good since the original. Mm. Right? Or Agreed. even maybe Halloween 2. But like, the, uh, but the original, he hasn't looked that good since the original. I like Halloween 4 a lot because it deals with some of the same sort of town hysteria stuff that this movie does. I like Halloween 4 more than I probably should. But he looks awful in that movie. He does not look good. Right. Um and then I mean five and six, the yeah, not great either, right? Yeah, it's yeah and H two O and Resurrection, like H two O, he's got looks, like the angry brows. Yeah, like you he's ever got looked. the eyebrows. Yeah. yeah, he's got the he's got the furrowed, permanent furrow scowl on his face. But yeah. this uh, the twenty eighteen in this movie, he's never looked better, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love that because one of my favorite things about Halloween is the visual iconography. Yeah, is absolutely that. I only came around to loving the original Halloween, and I was even a Carpenter fan. I always thought it was boring. Like, I always thought the original Halloween was kind of boring. It was only in the last maybe 10, 12 years that I started to really appreciate how that movie takes its time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But even when I thought the movie was boring, the visual iconography of that film has stayed with me forever, and these two movies, and I'm assuming Halloween Ends, he looks. He's gonna look great. Yeah. No matter how you know. No matter what the film you know the film quality and like whether you like it or don't like it, he's gonna look great. David Gordon Green shot the shit out of this movie. It he looks amazing, and yeah. this is a great scene where she he's walking after her with that uh, without the mask on. What did you think uh, of him without the mask on? Um. The real thin thing.
0: Uh, it 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 always. I mean, I've seen this multiple times. It's just odd. Like he looks kind of like he looks skinnier than I feel like he is when he's got the mask on. And maybe the mask is just filling it oh, out. Oh right. But like, yes, yeah. It yeah. just it, it it was always a little bit jarring. But I think that's a good thing because I I I don't want to say the his powers in his mask per se because that's not really an accurate statement or at least I don't think it is. Right. But I mean, there's something kind of to that. I feel like. The allure of the shape is that mask, is that silhouette, and as soon as you take that yeah. away, it kind of humanizes him. And right. you know, but you don't need you don't need to see those features. I think keeping him kind of faceless and just seeing some of the features, like the beard, like you said, his eye all fucked up, yeah, um, just those tiny like you don't need a full face profile. And I don't think they ever really. Do that even into twenty eighteen. You don't get that. The only time you got
1: a full face profile really was in the first movie. Like the first, see, first movie. I think. I think you see him in like Halloween Five or whatever, don't you? Without his mask on at some point. Oh, Maybe. I, feel like. I don't know. You might yeah. be right. The, the, the Halloween Five is probably the one yeah. I know the least
0: of of the entire series, yeah. to be honest. But in any case, in this movie, I think that they play like the. I, I mentioned the the texturing of Michael Myers, and it's both in. You know his clothing and the the way that he's the way that he's shot the little smatterings, you know all the wrinkles and stuff. Like when they get up close to him, it's showing you the weathering of this character yep. over the last forty years as he's been basically rotting away in this in the the sanitarium. Um, so it human yep. it humanizes him, which is interesting. But you know, as soon as he throws that mask back on, it's no longer really a human being anymore. It's just this. It's like the concept of evil.
1: Yeah. I think they managed to keep that because of the way they shoot him and is faced in constant sort of darkness and is constantly, like, occluded by something. Something's Mm -hmm. always in the way, some shadow or whatever. I think they managed to keep that. Uh, But I can appreciate that, you know, seeing him without his mask humanizes him a little too much. But I do think they successfully keep him as kind of inaccessible. As a human being, because of the way they shoot, they they shoot his face. It's like that scene from *Desperado* when Steve Buscemi's telling the story. Yeah, and like just as the shadow was about to re- reveal his face, like the the shadows kind of come back down. And like I always love that scene in that movie. Fucking *Desperado* is Rod- great, man. That is real. yeah. Robert Rodriguez on fire on that in that movie, just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she. So uh, so uh, Michael follows her. She leaves the mask on the ground, and he's puzzled by that. Um, it's a trap, Michael, because he grabs the mask, and the mob, still angry, uh, but a little wiser. You know, now they're waiting for the now they're waiting for the guy dressed as Michael Myers. Yeah, <laughs> that looks like he's holding a bloody knife. Like, okay, this is probably the guy. Yeah, we can murder him, you know? right? We okay, can yes. murder him on the street, um, in cold blood. And this is the scene I've always wanted to see, you know, like the firefighter thing, like the mob stuff, like the mass hysteria stuff, what a hospital, like what a town would look like. This is a scene I've wanted to see forever. And it's fucking like, you know, 20 people surrounding Michael and uh, and and just beating the ever loving shit out of him. Yeah. And the way they shoot this scene is how a real fight like that would go down. I very much appreciated that. Where white Michael swipes, he gets one guy with the gun, but then some guy smacks him in the like these guys are carrying. These guys are like 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 amateur Casey Joneses. Like they got like uh they've got like uh, hockey sticks and baseball bats and like you know croquet mallets or whatever the hell it is that they have in like, you know, yeah, in Haddonfield. And they're just beating the Everly. So like, some guy hits him on the back, and he turns around tries to get him. Some guy smacks him in the face. One guy just fucking grabs a gun and puts six in the chest, yeah. right? Six more. Six more. Right in the chest. And now he's got 12 bullets in him. And he gets on the ground, and they all start beating the shit out. I love the way this scene is shot. I think this is great. This is very cathartic. It's very satisfying to watch this happen because I've always wanted to see, like, if you just get around him, you can get the better of like Michael Myers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've always wanted to see that, and I think it's shot really great. Again, I think the sound is really like well done in this scene. And um, Tommy Doyle is there, of course, with old uh, Huckleberry the, with old Huckleberry that has this amazing backstory that I don't fucking, uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, and tells uh, 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 Jamie Lee it's like Lori's daughter, to, to go be with her daughter, uh, who's back at the house because her leg's broken and she fell down the stairs. She goes back to the house. Now, this is intercut with Lori talking to the sheriff at the hospital, saying that Michael, she has this like monologue about Michael... He's getting what he wants. everyone is afraid. he's scared. Each time he kills he he she uses the word trans he transcends. you know you can't you can't kill evil with brute force. She's saying this and suddenly like Michael was on the ground, presumably defeated uh, by this by this mob and he gets up and proceeds to kill every single person. There's like 20 people there kills every single one of them. And what they decide to do here is they do this stylized uh they they shoot this vi- hyper stylized yes. where he's killing one person at a time. And I really liked this. Again, like I think this movie looks and sounds fucking great. And uh this scene I I really quite know. What did you think of this? i like him just get like getting back up and just dummying everyone like uh, in this really sort of almost like music video-ish style montage um it was my
0: favorite scene in the movie um oh yeah it, it it was one of these things that just like i i don't feel like you've seen anything like that in a halloween film to this no. day um at that it's still so style so stylish super stylized yeah it's really good and that's Liked it. that's where i really realized just how dark his eyes were Like there's that one shot where Tommy Doyle is basically face to face with him just as he's basically, you know, the life is being, is escaping his body and you see nothing. You're right in his grill. There's nothing behind those eyes. It's just black. Right. Um, So I I really like that. And it was, there wasn't much to it. Like where, where I thought there was a lot of flair and. I mean, it was stylized. So, this style is like this the stylized approach that they took here, I thought was very streamlined and very simple. And I like that. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no really complex backgrounds. No, you know, one at a time it was dealing with it. It wasn't going too crazy. Whereas, like, the firefighter scene was just kind of all over the place. There was just yeah, a right. lot going on. You had all these different weapons. And yeah, this was just literally stabby, stabby, stabby. And it was just, it kept
1: things very simple. Um, blood, splatter, blood splatter on the lens. On, on the lens, yeah, on yeah, the mask, yeah. you get a little on of the that mask. too. So yeah, there's, yeah. again, it's adding more and more really layers cool. to the actual
0: look of Myers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, and I like that you mentioned the sound. Like the sound, the way the knife swipes were sounding. and Oh yeah. It, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that, I don't know what I would
1: have done or could suggest to make that scene better. I thought it was no, perfect. I think it was great. It was yeah, perfect. no, I thought it was really great. Yeah. I really liked that. I liked her like monologue too, what she was talking about here. Yeah. The movie is definitely and the two twenty eighteen movie is definitely like they're playing with the supernatural aspect of Michael Myers and like his his embodiment of, of evil. This movie makes makes no attempt to uh, sort that out. No. But firmly, we can say that there is something else going on here, right? He's not a man. He's not human. Yeah, there's something else. Nobody could survive that. And she says that. She says that. I think she says exactly that. She's like, no man could survive Mm -hmm. what he has been through. So, like, what is he? Can you defeat him with brute force, right? So, um. It's interesting. It poses a lot of questions, but doesn't, doesn't answer much of, much of anything. And then we get the ending where um, uh, Laurie Strode's uh, daughter goes into the Myers' house, which is swarming with cops at this point, and goes upstairs because this whole idea of Michael looking out from his uh, sister's window at Haddonfield, someone suggests at one point that he's not looking at Haddonfield. He's actually looking at his own reflection. In the window, and he's looking not, he's not looking outward, he's looking inward, mm-hmm. right? So, this interesting idea. And I want you to rem- I want you to think of this now that I think of it in this movie and the 2018 movie, there are a lot of shots of Michael in reflection. In this movie, you get to see a reflection on a window or a reflection in someone's eyes. In the first movie, you get the that one, the 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 single take shot of his rampage through, uh, yeah. you know through the thing, and he's looks through a window and it's a reflection of his of his mask. I'm like, there's a lot of reflection stuff going on in these movies, and I'm like, I think this is gonna have something. I think it's a motif, I guess I would say, like through these films. So I think they're gonna do something with that in in Halloween Ends. It's gonna tie up somehow. So she goes upstairs into Michael's. Sisters' old room, and she looks out just to be like, "What the fuck? Like, what's what's what? What was Michael doing up here?" And I thought that was really interesting that she went up there, and uh, Michael, lo and behold, comes back, and stabs the ever-loving shit out of her and kills her, which was a genuine surprise to me. Yeah, a genuine surprise that they killed this character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I didn't see it
0: coming. Did you notice when she was looking up at the at his sister's room. That there was yes. the young, the young the bo- Michael Myers, the boy. In there? Yeah, the boy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't in know. In the clown I, costume or whatever. There's something. Right. There's something going on with that window. Yeah. Or at least that's what they're yeah. leading us to believe. Obviously, I, I I don't know whether or not this you know Halloween Ends is going to pay that off or kind of explain it in any way. But I mean, that's what they're alluding to. They're alluding to that there's something going on up there. Yeah. yeah. So now the question is, what? Yep. what?
1: What? So we were just talking about the extended cut of this film, which is the one that I've been watching on the Blu-ray that I've got, the 4K Blu-ray that I've got. Um, the movie continues after this, where Laurie is trying to call her daughter from the hospital, and she and Michael picks up on the other line, and it's just heavy breathing, uh, which is a callback to the first film. Uh, and she now knows that her, her daughter has been killed. And uh, and she says, I'm coming for you. And she leaves the hospital with a bloody knife. And that's the end of the extended cut. I believe the theatrical cut ends with her with her daughter's death in the house. Correct. I believe with the end of that monologue, I think. Um, Yeah. And then uh, and then that's it. I think the only other things I want to mention uh here are the fact that this score is phenomenal i love the score to this movie (laughs) i think it's even better than the first movie and you are doing your best to absolutely ruin this score for me is particular the track is what is it unstoppable unkillable unkillable uh where it's kind of got it is a it is a club banger like if Mm -hmm. you were ever to play a halloween song at a club like this would be it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's got a it's got a real driving sort of like uh, you know top forty sort of like beat to it, very up tempo. And it's actually the song that's played while the boyfriend is being fucking slammed around the uh, the the spindles of the staircase, if I recall. Yeah. Who ironically, um, he was very killable. Yeah. Well, you know, the song wasn't about him, so. Uh, um, yeah, so that's a, the, 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 the fuck you that, uh, <laughs> uh. uh, people can't see your fucking shit eating grin right now. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, the score is, is really good. And it's one I listen to a lot and, um, and the score for the first movie was really good, but I think this one elaborates on those themes and it's actually like feels still feels fresh. It doesn't feel like it's reusing stuff from old films it's you know i think carpenter cody carpenter and um daniel davies i believe is the crew that are just, that, are, that are doing that his son and godson and like they're crushing it man i can see these guys having an absolute blast making these scores for these yeah, films to be yeah. honest like so i really like the score for the film and the other thing i would mention the credits the intro credit credits for this film the credit sequence the beginning yes, of the movie yeah the best credit sequence in all of the films like even the original, this is the single-handedly best credit sequence. I absolutely fucking loved the credit sequence to this film. In contrast to Halloween 2018, which I thought had a fairly like a very poorly done credit sequence, I wasn't. It was like the decomposing, the decomposing pumpkin yeah. that was like reversing and and recomposing, I guess, into a pumpkin. It looked like someone. It looked like an inflatable. Like someone was like pumping the pumpkin up full of air slowly as it kind of like came back. So it looked a little hokey. Mm -hmm. This looked really cool with all the pumpkins fading in and fading out and slowly they're catching fire. Yeah. As they're fading in and fading out when the credits end, there's one pumpkin that's in slow motion shot at high speed and it's like a pumpkin on fire and it's a real pumpkin like, and it's real fire and it like looks really good and it's super atmospheric and it plays into all of the themes of fire in this film. And at the end of the last one, um, I loved that, uh, loved that a lot. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, like you know, that's that's the film, man. Like anything else to say about that? Any other final thoughts on on Halloween Kills? No, I am I, I just I I'm
0: super excited to be able to see how all this ends. You know, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, this movie's we've said it a few times they brought up a lot of interesting themes i don't know that they closed any of it out and there's a lot of there's a lot of unanswered questions and i don't know whether this movie is going to address all of them or not but i don't know i guess we'll we'll see when we see it um i really like i just i'm so curious to see where they go with michael myers what is michael myers to this film how does he what makes him tick what makes him do what he does is yep. there truly any motive behind it? Are they gonna try yep. and inject that? What is his motive? I don't know. I, I what keeps him alive? All these things, I feel like they I feel like they have answers for them. They they're trying to steer us in a direction where they want to be able to answer this, because I think like I think that's what they're leading to. Sure. I don't know whether that's great or not, but I mean, if you're gonna have a conclusion to this this trilogy, like a true conclusion, um I feel like you have to answer those questions. I like personally, if they don't kind of give some sort of a an explanation, that's not the Cult of Thorn. Um, right. I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't want to hear any cult bullshit. I just want to know. Yeah, yeah. Why is he? Oh, I can't. Up that they can't go with what that. Is he? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Go yeah. down that road. That would be. Yeah. You want to see me say "fuck you"? Movie. Put the Cult of Thorn in
1: Halloween ends. Holy the man! Shit. The man in black shows up. The man with a Tommy black. gun. Uh, oh my god dude that would be amazing if they if they (laughs) the cult of thorn yeah no i agree with you i'm i'm despite the zaniness of this film i've learned to kind of embrace the like the the weirdness of this movie you know and the characters like big john and little john that whole interaction i was like in the theater i'm like what the fuck am i watching now i've seen it a few times and i'm kind of like looking forward to meeting big john and little john again you know like there's something cozy about, like, their Halloween night where they're just chilling, listening to dope-ass Halloween tunes, Yeah, you know, watching a movie. I was just like, yeah, I kind of, like, learned to love it, learned to, like, embrace that, well, the, even the like weirdness. Even, like, Lonnie
0: and his stupid son, like, you know what it is? They made a lot of very likable characters that you can relate yeah. to, very likable yeah. and relatable characters, um, and quite a few not. But, I mean, the ones that are there, they're great. It's just that they are unfortunately not very bright and very poor decision makers because they just right. basically choose death. Every single yes. turn they have, they're like, what is the quickest way that I could potentially die tonight? Well, okay, let's split up and let's not call the cops. Cool.
1: cool, yeah. cool. yeah, that's right. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so I just looked it up. The final body count according to thedeadmeat.fandom.com Jesus. for Halloween Kills is uh sorry uh I got the number here it is 31 31 all
0: right so was, that is a
1: lot it's a lot of people the, by hand the yeah these are all handmade murders yeah. handmade slashy slashy uh oh actually you know what let's say 30 because the first person he doesn't kill fucking Jim cummings like the officer McCabe he <laughs> The other guy, the 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 Frank, the sheriff shoots him in the throat in 1978. Oh, eh. accidentally shoots him in the throat. So yeah, that's not his kill. He can't claim that one. So thirty. for I'll call Michael. it a co-kill. I'll call it a co-kill. Co-kill. Yeah, it's a, it's an assist.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely an assist. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. An it assist led kill. to a
1: kill. Yeah,
0: human fair shielding enough. him led to a kill. <laughs> yeah can we talk Um, about how fast very quickly um how fast he moves when he wants to oh i love
1: i love that i love that he fucking
0: ran out of there like the flash turning back time he was crazy
1: (laughs) yeah uh in the flashback and even in his house um uh when he attacks the teenager the the the, the, uh the boyfriend he comes storming out of that closet yeah that. Like he's he's out there and he's wearing his, you know, his runners like he is ready to go. Yeah. Um. And by the way, was he just sitting in that closet waiting for this asshole to come up the stairs? I can just see him just waiting. There's like, a okay, lot of hide and, and seek. I'm going to hide in here. This movie, dude. I'm he, going to hide in
0: here right now. Yeah. He just kind of like hides in there, hides in the shelter thing. And then once the fire is going the fireman drops down, he's like, hello. And then he just, like, he just that's right. He's playing hide and seek a lot. He was playing hide and seek with the kids. They said it.
1: That's right. He was just popping in and popping oh. out. He was just trying to have a good time. And these this mob showed up. Yeah. Yeah. It was and just. This firefighters showed up, tried to give him a shower. That's really what pissed him off. I bet you he was going to fuck off after being nearly killed in a fire. Yeah. And these firefighters tried to give him a shower. He's like, you know what? This whole town deserves to die. <laughs> Motherfucker,
0: these coveralls are dry clean only. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, um, here I, go I uh,. Uh, I can't. I don't know if you if you have a history of seeing uh, Halloween in the theaters, but uh, like I said, I, I like Halloween four quite a bit, and I'm actually going to revisit that. Hopefully, I could get that in before Halloween. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I was one of those guys that again I like the iconography of the film, so I would see the movie in the theater. So I was one of the lucky guys who got to see H two O when it came out on VHS. Uh huh. And I liked it. But again, I always found the original boring, boring when I was younger. And I was one of the lucky ones I got to see Halloween Resurrection in the theater. Hoo-hoo. Yeah. Lucky I got, ones. I paid, paid, paid good money for that. Look, um,
0: I will say, I saw, there was an article on Joe Blow ranking the Halloween sequels. And it put Halloween Resurrection dead last. And I would like not to discuss that. Because yeah. that, no. sir, is an no. egregious, egregious insult to... The masterpiece that is that terrible movie in comparison to Halloween 6. Holy shit, that's a bad movie.
1: Yeah, Halloween 6. And uh, and just so the viewers know this, like whenever we watch, like whenever I, I, I go over to your place, Justin, and we're like building a new scarecrow or we're just, you know, having drinks, whatever. We'll always throw on a movie on the projector outside your backyard. Yeah. And my brother was there last year or the year before. And we're like, ah, you know what? Let's throw on Halloween Resurrection. Let's throw on a movie from... Actually, this was the thought process. Let's throw on a movie from the Halloween series because my brother's never seen one. Yeah. I've got a great idea. Let's throw on Halloween Resurrection. (laughs) Somehow that was a good idea. We watched the whole movie, okay? And my brother to this day is like, I have questions. (laughs) That was his response when the movie was done. I have questions. What the fuck? And I was like, okay. And then uh, we had what your sister's cousin, sorry, your, your wife's cousin. Yeah. Uh, was was with you guys and I came over what was it, like' a, like a couple of weeks ago yeah 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 uh, and uh we came over to, to kind of build the frame for the headless horseman yeah and again great time we we're gonna have a few beers and throw on a movie and somebody else was there so of course we have to throw on a terrible Halloween sequel yeah like Halloween this is this great movie that that was you know that was out a long time ago it's an older film but it's it's an absolute Stone Cold Classic. You should watch it. Yeah. But tonight, we're going to show you Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael <laughs> Myers.
0: So I didn't tell you this. The next day, Nisha comes up to me. She goes, I heard you watched a movie with uh, with my cousin last night and Atul. I was like, yeah. She's like, you had to show her the worst one of the series of whatever it is you watched. I was
1: like, yep. <laughs> yes, I did. So listeners, we have a long, sad history. Of showing the worst sequels of the Halloween franchise to people who have never seen a Halloween movie before. Thereby ensuring, without a doubt, that they will never watch another Halloween movie again. (laughs) Why do we do this?
0: Like, I don't understand why we do that. We're sabotaging the box office. That's what it is. We're getting people to,
1: like, not want to go and see. Just... I'm convinced that okay, so I think there is a practical reason because we are doing other things while the movie yeah. is playing. Yeah. Typically, we want to watch one where we're like we don't really have to pay attention like the whole time. And look, man, I find nice things to say about movies all the time. There are things I like about Halloween Resurrection. There are things I like about Halloween Six. I'll watch a I'll watch every like Halloween sequel. I don't mind. Yeah. You throw that on. It's almost always entertaining. Yeah. But somehow, we seem to drag hapless victims into into this, like, terrible sort of niche, uh, niche um, uh, you know, quirk that we have, which is like fucking watching, like, the worst sequels of the Halloween franchise. So, like, strictly. Strictly. Because yes. I haven't seen the original Halloween in a, in a very long time, but I've seen fucking Halloween Resurrection more recently than I've seen the original <laughs> Halloween, you know? So, but, uh, well, yeah. Anyways, listen, we're going to see Halloween ends this coming Sunday. Uh, hopefully I'm not too hungover from the Casa Loma Haunted House shit show tomorrow. Um, but I, th- Sorry, not tomorrow, yeah. but uh, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Uh, and then hopefully we can fire up a, a new podcast and do a review on that one. Yeah, maybe but, not a uh, year after will... it came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, hopefully not a year after it comes out. Yeah, yeah word. word yeah, that's right. Word, word, word. Yeah. All right, Any, cool, man. I think we can, yeah. I think that's it, man. I think, um, I think we can we can call it beauty today. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much as always for listening. Uh, this has been. Uh,
1: <laughs> this is you just. This has been Justin. You just this said has my been name. Adol. All right. Oh, All right. God, my double, brain's fried, man. Game. My brain. Yes, is Yes. 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 Let's call it. Let's call it. Let's get, let's get some sleep. Let's listen to some dope ass. Dope-ass vintage Halloween tunes, and lull ourselves to a quiet, to quiet sleep. That was cute. I don't know what I'm going. To, I don't, I don't know, know where I'm going
0: with. I'm this. ending this I'm now. Here. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>